This is Naoki Yoshida. This is Fern Hall. And you are listening to Aetherite Radio. Aetherite Radio. Here we go. Hello and welcome to Aetherite Radio Gamerscape's Final Fantasy XIV podcast. I'm Fusinex. Joining me today... Did I just say my name wrong? It was a little weird sounding. Alright. I was again Confusionex. It's been it's been a couple it's been a couple weeks. How do I do this? How do I host a show? I don't know what's how do I Welcome do back this? To Almost how do every I podcast? time I do the start of the show, I always want to say I'm Fusion X, just because that's how it goes. <laughs> I'm Fusion X. Alright. Um Right. Thank you. You got the reference. Mm. I appreciate that. I, I, I really do. Uh, full House Day, we've got Sadidra, we've got Aldino, we've got Rook, uh, and Jolina to say we've got Monty Cristo. Welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us. Well, it's good to be back. Glad I can <laughs> hang out with you guys. Every time yeah. we need a tank, we're like, hey, you, you're a tank. <laughs> yeah. Monty, we all suck. Come tell us about tanking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, our topic for today, we're going to talk a little bit about how uh, jobs and how roles have changed over the years uh, and how that's affected how you play. If you've switched your main, uh, we thought that would be an interesting thing to talk about when there's nothing else to really talk about right now in terms of Final Fantasy XIV. Uh, but before we get into that, uh, some news I'm really excited about because I love spending money on things. Uh, Square Enix has announced a Yashtola Bring Arts figure um in the you know Shadowbringers edition right so it's got the uh, the black mage look it's got the 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 staff um they are currently eyeing a November 2020 release for this uh and it is currently 89.99 on the Square Enix online store um is if if you guys remember uh, a few years ago at E3 they announced they revealed the Astinian Bring Arts figure so it's going to be that same size it's about the same price point um, Ascending was also available on other retailers, um, and I, I believe I paid at least like ten bucks less, maybe. Um, I haven't seen it yet. I looked, uh, but you know, keep an eye out. Um, maybe it'll it'll pop up on like CD Japan or Amiami or, or someplace like that. Uh, but yeah, definitely, definitely picking that up because I have issues. Um, She's so cute, though. <laughs> She's does so look really beautiful. Cool. Yeah, like yeah. she's very good and her staff and all the little accessories and she's like more poseable than ever i'm like great we can do some good action stances <laughs> more more poseable than ever was she not poseable before i'm trying to think like I think like well like, no the acrylic was keychain a, wasn't poseable the, the acrylic, other acrylic right? standee wasn't poseable yeah. <laughs> uh no. so yeah she is more she could have one joint and she would be the most poseable yeshola they've ever yeah had. There was a footnote on the listing about them, I don't know, reworking the joints or something with their style of figurines <laughs> so that now you can just pose to your heart. So content. it's 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 probably yeah, so it's probably just a, a newer version of the, the Bring Arts figure then. Um, <laughs> for those of you that aren't familiar, for those of you that care, uh, Bring Arts is basically a slightly smaller scale uh, than like their Play Arts Kai line, which is like their super expensive uh, Kai figures are like 150 plus usually. Yeah. Uh, back in my day, we just had normal play arts, and I think I paid maybe thirty bucks for them. Woo! Um, now they are expensive. So um, if they have better joints, awesome. Because joints have been an issue. I've actually had to return some figures because of broken joints in the past from from play arts. But I anyway, wondered <laughs> what what bring arts was. So thank you for explaining that. Yeah, it's like, just it's a smaller. Play arts. It's, if if you had to uh, relate it to something else, they're like uh, Figma. If you have like if you know Nendroids, there's also Figma, which are like the the 
more realistic proportioned ones instead of like the mm-hmm. little chibi ones. They're they're kind of like that quality ish, give or give or take. So, um, but yeah, if you're a collector, definitely uh, make sure to check this out. Uh, keep an eye out for uh, the pre order on the screen store or uh, you know other places that you might import similar things. So, there you go. Uh, and that'll take us into our topic. So, uh, we are. We are into mm-hmm. 5.0 now. We have we have seen many many a change come uh, into the game since it released. Um, we're not even gonna uh, we're not even gonna cover 1.0 because that would be like a whole other discussion. That was a completely different battle system, right? Um, but how have have roles changed in the past? How have jobs been adjusted? Um, and have they been adjusted to the point where you're like, nah, I'm gonna play this instead? Um, so first, we're going to talk about uh, physical DPS. Um, so for me, obviously, that's Dragoon. Um, I remember getting uh, Drake Dragon Sight. I think is the thing where you like tether the other person, mm. uh, and that was that was the beginning of Stormblood. Storm- beginning of Stormblood was terrible for Dragoon for for a few reasons. Uh, Dragon Sight was just I hated it. Everything about it. I have like several different macros on my hotbar depending on what kind of a party setup i'm in so i could just click and drag it i have like a target nearest person that's like the basically like the screw it i don't care who gets it i'll just use it whatever (laughs) i'll have like a like a third and fourth uh target if i'm in like a a bigger party and i know that that's gonna be like one of like the dps you know and it's just uh, i I can remember especially early on in stormblood i would do a dungeon and then i'd always be partnered with a ranged or you know or a caster right and typically they don't stand anywhere near you so i can remember like kind of like backing off over here hit the red mage with it and then walk towards the boss so i could hit it and the tether would disappear and then i'd like backstep a couple more times like hey c- come on over no okay thanks and back uh, then you had to be connected <laughs> to them to get the buff yourself correct Yes, yeah. that was oh, that. Yeah, that was the original was version. A big of it. part of it. Oh, it dang! Was, it was a pain. Like I, I can remember uh, doing like striking dummies and actually calling out my chocobo, yeah. so I could tether my chocobo so that I could get the buff. And it's just like, <sighs> oh my gosh! Man. I call so I call the tether um, the child safety leash. Yeah, and it does drive me crazy when the child does not pay attention to you. You're standing. It's yes. like this huge red tether. I recently went through and leveled all of Dragoon. And you're standing there like, there's this huge, gigantic red tether. It's all over the screen. You know it's on you. So, Bard, wh- why? Why? You take two steps it back looks... and the tether go away. Like, <laughs> so to, me, to, to me, it kind of looks like a, like one of those like Chinese finger traps. Yeah. Right? Yeah. With the, the way that the texture is on it. But yeah, like I mean, I can remember, you know, I'd be playing with my wife and I'd be like, because she does Bard. So I'd be like, hey, you want to like come a little closer? <laughs> <laughs> she's like okay that's for the thing right i'm like yes thank you um, well i mean one thing okay so with the tether when it was released in stormblood did it function at all differently i, th- I thought it was pretty much the same it was the, just that it, it was, was new as opposed to like now yeah right? like yeah it, it was one of those things especially for, for me as a, as a physical dps in stormblood where you have the release of samurai and samurai i love for a lot of reasons there's no stance timer there's no like supporting anybody else. It's just like I'm a DPS. I'm worrying about my DPS. I'm not worrying about buffing other people. I'm just doing my thing. I don't have to play, you know, positional dancing to keep, you know, blood of the dragon up or anything. Uh, and I 
love that about Samurai. But then you have Dragoon that gets, you know, Blood of the Dragon, and you have to keep this thing up. And there are, are, you know, transitions in fights where it's basically just a giant middle finger to any job that has a stance timer. Um, And it just, yeah, Stormblood Dragoon was especially starting off. It got a little better, but initially it's just, it was not good. Um, But now... I'm curious. uh, I was going to say, I'm curious. And mm-hmm. Chad is saying the tether used to be shorter too. Is that true? Yes. Oh, yeah. so it, it did change a little bit. It did shift. Well, that's nice that at least later on they gave you a little bit more leeway with it. Um, yeah. But I'm curious because Fusion, you brought up exactly like the release of Samurai, right? Like a lot of these jobs we can trace um, different here, like periods or times within the game that, you know, they maybe were disaster, a <laughs> magic bard. Or things like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> where, oh, we're going to get to Magic know, Bar. Don't worry. I mean, we will. <laughs> but oh, like, yeah. we, you can trace these evolutions of classes, right? But there is always this game changer that happens when a new class is introduced. So I'm curious for you, like, how Samurai came in, right? Like, what <laughs> would make you want to play any of the other melee if Samurai is, like, just as good damage-wise, less punishing with po- with positionals, doesn't have something like a dependent tether, like, what would make you still want to play those other ones then? I mean, I think, I think part of... Uh, well, <laughs> that's the only answer. That in, in Stormblood, yes, right? Because there were the, the meta was a little more specific with what you needed. Um, you still had, uh, you know, damage debuffs and stuff. So uh, that's part of it. Um, I think other part is aesthetic. Um, other parts of it might include uh, Twitter handles, gamer tags, yeah. <laughs> uh, familiarity. Yeah, you know, it's yeah, it's yeah, it's and it's funny. Yeah, yeah, nostalgia. I mean, and it's it's right funny on. too because I can remember years and years ago, uh, you know, playing eleven, be like, oh, that guy's name is like white mage something, and he's like mm-hmm. on samurai. I'm like, that's silly. And now here I am, Raffelderg <laughs> on like everything, and I'm maining machinist. So you know, all right. Um, well, no, it's, yeah. I only bring it up because I think especially in Melee, more than almost any of the other roles, right? There has mm. been this ongoing discussion for all the years that the game has been out um, about whether they should, you know, if a class has more technical difficulty or like a higher technical skill ceiling, if you mm. pull it off with positionals and all these different things, should you be able to get more raw DPS if you play it well? versus the mentality of making all of them pretty even keeled. And I feel like right now, at least in Shadowbringers, they're pretty on par, largely because we had some of those buffs adjusted and things like that, where now, I mean, yes, like those meta compositions that might optimize various crit buffs and things, um, or like, you know, synergies, which they sort of took out, have now been moved and sort of changed so that really a lot of our melee DPS are essentially the same minus a few utilities. And I'm just curious, I don't know if anybody, like, how everybody else feels about it. Because I don't play Melee. It's like, I I just went through and leveled them all myself. <laughs> but I get this question all the time. Like, is it worth it for me to play Monk if it's easier for me to mess up and I can get just as much damage out of Samurai? I mean, it's, and again, I think it, it comes back down to each job, even Melee, right? Like, yes, they're all Melee, but they all play a little different. They all handle a little mm. differently. They have... A few like like monk can't backflip, you know. Um, yeah. So there's there there are little things here and there. There's the aesthetic of the job. Um, and I think for for me, um, what bothers me a little bit, um, and this is is now you know the the machinist main the the five point machinist main 
previous machinists have been not great. Um, the, you know, I can remember fights coming out and they're talking about um, like uptime strats for DPS yep. because the boss has to move a certain way. Mechanics happen in certain places and you need to hit the boss on the side or you do less damage. Uh, I, as somebody that's played a lot of melee DPS, I hate positionals. Like, I, I, I get it. I get it, right? You need to have something there for the, the, the higher tier players to do. Um, but I just... Uh, as, as somebody that's playing Machinist now, like, I don't have ranged positionals. Like, it's... You don't have to worry about any of that crap. And that's awesome, and I love it, and that's why I'm painting Machinist. Uh, but it's... It's just, yeah, it's it's just one of those things where you need to... And, and, I, and I get it, right? You need to have a, a nice, like entry point to where like oh i kind of know what i'm doing i'm doing decent damage and then you need that little bit of ground where i really know what i'm doing and i'm maximizing you know as much as i can i get that um but yeah for me like i'm not crazy i'm not crazy about positionals i know with with uh Shadowbringers, uh they scaled that back on dragon a little bit um but then they mm -hmm. also added uh the new tack so if you you know you finish that combo and you get that side hit and the back hit or the back hit you know whatever order you do it if you get both of them you get an extra attack that then weaves and everything else i think that's really nice that feels really good um but you know that's 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 my two cents on it for me yeah. two things um mostly and one of them is what charles said uh in a static you can't yeah. really have two samurai yeah in, in a lot of statics, it's a two melee situation. So you have your samurai, and then you have whatever the other person decided they're better at, I guess. We yeah. actually, for a while, on our static, had a uh, monk and a dragoon. And the guy who was playing dragoon was like, why am I playing this if I can play <laughs> samurai and just do better? And he did. He went from dragoon. Mm -hmm. He wasn't a bad dragoon. He went to samurai, and he's just overall better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The... The situation that I really don't like, this is the thing that I like least about this game, 100%, is the way that buffs are done. Because, yeah, moving from Dragoon to Samurai, or, you know, back and forth, will up your damage, but may lower the group's damage, mm -hmm. or you may out, you know, because it's, it's a really hard decision to make if you're struggling, right? If you're like, oh, we're in progression, we want to be better. Like, there's so much you have to think about by switching just one to someone, to, like, a black mage or a samurai. And I really don't like the way that that works. And I it's don't that, know how to yeah. fix it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's that weird thing of, you know, if you're in a group, it's like, who gets dance partner, right? It's like, okay, well, this person is is doing the lowest amount of damage. Uh, so not them, which is like, it's, it, it seems almost counterintuitive in, in some ways, because right. it's like this person's doing the least amount of damage. So we don't want to increase their damage more. <laughs> we want to increase the damage of the person that's doing more damage already. Um, and it's, it's, yeah, that's been, the thing too. Uh, yeah. yeah. I've been totally not doing that thing that we're not supposed to do parsing, but yeah. sure. uh, uh, through magic, I can, I can decipher which DPS has done the best at the end of a fight. Uh, and, yeah. and then the next week, uh, and it's it's weird too because from fight to fight with our static, it it changes. Sometimes people mm -hmm. just I click with a fight better, right? So I'll be like, hey, just so you know, I need you to remind me because I have a terrible memory to give you dance partner on this specific fight next week. All right, okay, okay, cool. 
Then they all forget. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. 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 I mean, I mean, go ahead. Because it it matters, but it doesn't matter if you're clearing it. You know what I mean? Like it's right. It's one of those things where it does matter, and it doesn't feel good to be that dragoon that could be a samurai. And it doesn't feel good. I I don't think I know. I wouldn't feel good to be that monk. That's like, oh no, my buff went away because tether's <laughs> gone, mm-hmm. yep. right? Yep. Tether's oh, yeah. gone, and that the, that the amount of times at the Ugh. beginning of Stormblood, where like I'd be doing like Susano, and like during yeah. that little transition, my blood of the dragon dropped. I'm like, great, I hate everything about this. <laughs> Meanwhile, yeah. I can AFK on samurai, build up a couple of my send things, and like come back hours later, and they're still there. Like, yeah. Come on. I do agree. I totally agree. Because it feels like Samurai, weirdly enough, feels like it was the one that got added in over all of the sort of development of Melee that kind of nullified a lot of what the other Melees had to do as part Mm -hmm. of being Melee. You know, Mm -hmm. like keeping up this buff, having whatever kind of boost or partner thing or utility sort of thing that you had, having these positionals that propped in some kind of way, right? And Dragoon by far is my favorite to play because I do love the aesthetic and especially with Shadowbringers now that they have made some of that animation locking that was mm. so good for the aesthetic but so bad for staying alive. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm really glad because I like the way it plays. I like the way that it flows. I really love the aesthetic. It, it flows so much better now. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's so good. It's so good. But it's tough because Samurai is there. And while it doesn't have a utility, because they removed those synergies, the utilities, a lot of times, or the buffs at this point, they can make a difference, but it's just like all of you were saying. It's this it's this thing where it's like, well, if I'm such a proficient player or, you know, whatever, that my personal DPS is high, great. Or I guess I could kind of boost the party or maybe Mantra if we really need for some healing stuff. But, like, Samurai can essentially pull the numbers, which is what Melee does, mm-hmm. without those more punishing mechanics and without as many positionals and it's tough because i feel like that should not be the case your job as a melee dps is to stay alive and do damage and for samurai it's easier to do both than any other job and well I samurai don't. does does have uh two positionals so they yeah. do have a side and a back thing um they do and, and i i think the the biggest issue is that there are no support role there's no support yeah. role in the game and so they're like, all right, uh, Dragu can like buff crit damage, and that's like a support ish thing. And then, uh, you know, Ninja can do its thing. Poor ninjas. Um, ninja, I, I feel know. so bad for ninjas. I yeah. actually, like, I was thinking, there's three, right? There's three melee. No, no, there's more. <laughs> right, there's three melee DPS. Oh, right. Ninja. Half support DPS that they added, which yeah. is Ninja. Like, I don't yeah. know why they did it. Ninja it's, is so like oh Ninja has such good aesthetic and like so awesome. I love oh my gosh all the little quirky animations and like you mess up you get the bunny on your head like that's delightful to me I will not lie. <laughs> but I think out of all the melee and please all of you probably know more about this than I do because I'm just working on my ninja right now but from what I know from like running in a static we had a ninja stormblood coming into Shadowbringers where ninjas are a vanishing breed and I have no <laughs> idea what they're doing. Like they feel like they're the ones that got hit the most with that change and oh, now yeah, really yeah. are like, they're like, uh, well, uh, I don't do anything particularly good enough that you would choose someone, like, just pick me over somebody else, you know? And, uh, when you look I mean, at Summoner who got a trick attack that nobody even knows that Summoner has a trick attack. Yeah. I didn't know that. Do. That's, huh. Yeah. Okay. It's an AOE trick attack. The more you know. For everyone in your party from your pet. Yeah. 
Exactly. Why? I don't know. Yeah. Monty, you actually uh, played Ninja. Yeah, you made the the change, right? Yeah, Ninja and Monk are my two favorite melee jobs just because when I'm melee, I want to stay busy. Like, I don't play range most of the time other than leveling it because I feel bored. Mm -hmm. I'm just sitting there. Okay. I'm not doing anything, so I just get bored and I get not pay attention, and then I die, right? Hmm. And then so, you know, uh, if I wanted to go lazy, then I'll go Sam. But Ninja just just got floor, and the reason why they banish all the time is if you use a Mudra to put up your, uh, I forget what it's called now, but to go faster, then you hide, then it resets Hotan. your Mudras. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, Hotan, mm-hmm. and so it resets, so you get two again. But yeah, it's just like, I feel like playing Ninja now at 80, I'm just trying to roll my face across the keyboard right. and trying to get stuff like exactly perfect. And then it wasn't quite like that in Stormblood. They didn't make some changes that are kind of good. Like um, you don't have to be at a flank for trick attack to go off. Mm-hmm. You can do it anywhere. And that's mm-hmm. a godsend. And then... Yeah. They removed a like all, a lot of the positionals, but you're keeping busy with trying to do different things and then doing different um, mudras. And then one of the was the kasatsu, I think, that amps mm. your mudras. Yeah, the the used one, yeah. to it used to be uh, depending on your latency, you'd either do the um, shuriken or the lightning bolt, depending on how quick your you know if your latency mm-hmm. was, you could go quicker or not. And then now it's more of now you have something that it morphs into. So now you have to do that. So it's like, I still love it, but man, it's just sometimes it's like, I have to want to be busy to play. Right. So it's an extreme example of the Dragoon to Samurai. The opposite of the Samurai. (laughs) It's it's got the lowest DPS of the four. Yeah. Which is the the most effort question mark. And, you know, it, it gives the most to a group, yes. kind of, because okay. Trick Attack, you know? Mm-hmm. But uh, that doesn't feel good. Like, no one plays a melee DPS to buff another melee DPS. Yeah. Right, you know what I mean? and that's, well, that's why I loved Samurai so much. It's just, I don't need to worry about all this crap, especially after, because, like, Dragoon was the first one I took to cap, right? And I'm like, all right, I got the, the crit thing, and now I got this weird, stupid tether that nobody works with me on. And then I can just hop on Samurai. I don't have to worry about any of that crap. And it was amazing. Mm, yeah. <laughs> well, and it's tough, too, because with Dancer, I mean, Trick Attack for a while was, you know, like, oh, yeah, we have this, like, boost that will directly affect our damage. And we can get it periodically and we can time everything with that. But now it's like we do have these other Dancer in particular. But, I mean, also um, Astrologian with some of the things they changed there to just make it a little more consistent as far as, like, buffing damage continuously. It's like... If it does, if it does a decent amount less, or you know, even even a little bit, because the meta is always about that. You know what I mean? And mm. that trick attack can be compensated for in other ways. Um, it's it's tough to be like, why fill this spot specifically um, with like a ninja, which is I think really a shame because ninja is a lot of fun and it's really cool. Um, and Monte, I'm curious, like, what do you think that they could change? Do you think it's just a matter of like upping the raw potency kind of thing so that it becomes less of that utility and becomes more of just like, yeah, if you execute this well, you get the payoff? Or do you think there's like something else they could do with it to make it going forward a little bit better or strengthen it a little bit more? Hmm. I think kind of like Monk, um, I think there's 
uh, a good floor gap. Like you can play Monk and Ninja to the point to where you're like, okay, DPS in like dungeons and stuff. And then there are people who are just exceedingly amazing at these jobs and they just, you know, they floor it. Of course, that could be from, you know, dancer buffs and you know, so on and so forth. But I would think that they need to like dial that back just a little bit. If they increase the potency, then they might have to take trick attack away. It seems mm. like they're trying to compensate for having trick attack by having mm. a lower damage output. But like the the skill gap from being okay to great seems huge. Like you have to hit like everything exactly on the dot, or you're like basically you're like you know fish out of water kind of deal. Yeah, they have like the shortest window. Like, mm-hmm. there's there's a lot of jobs where, I mean, in particular, like machinist during that um, during the time where you're overheated. Hey, you better be pressing those buttons, right? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You don't you don't have much of a window to not to like deal with mechanics at the same time. Um, and ninja's window is so short because they have such haste, and they have to do so many button presses. It's just like. If you miss it, that's going to be a big difference. And for some jobs, yeah. it's not as big, you know. So it just it feels weird to play. That's yeah. that's what's so nice now about the new machinist is you can kind of trigger like when you want to deal mm-hmm. with that that heat uh, expenditure. And that's right. Five point machinist. Oh my god! I mean, I mean, you remember when we we yeah. sat down at the media tour? Um, we went in and we talked to Yoshida. I'm just like machinist like that was like i don't did i even have a question question. i was just like machinist he's like yeah like he's like not he's like yeah that's right that's exactly what happened yeah (laughs) i'm not kidding that's exactly (laughs) that is that is exactly what happened he's like yeah it's like it's like we added a third job and it's just machinist oh it's so good has there been a time with melee dps and i ask this knowing Mm. i do not know the answer so i'm curious if any of you do was there a time where, like, any of the melees were just a flaming dumpster fire? Or where one was, like, so good it was insane? Yes. Uh-huh. I think I think Stormblood Dragoon is close to dumpster fire. Stormblood Dragoon? Stormblood was actually very harsh to melee overall, I feel, except for maybe Well, and, and, and I think, you know, a part of this, too, right, is because Stormblood is when we got the job gauges. And so they're like, okay, we need a mechanic now, or we need to take existing, you know, abilities, and <laughs> we need to somehow <laughs> make a thing. Mm-hmm. I, we'll I said job gauges, not. I said job <laughs> gauges, not fellowships. I don't know why you're getting cranky yet. <laughs> like, there, um, there are two things I had strong feelings about. Uh, fellowships, obviously, that one. Everyone I know in the world feels very up in arms about it. Not just me alone, but the other was, and we'll get to this. Uh, job gauge white mage which was like mm-hmm. what have mm-hmm. you done and why did you do that <laughs> it's it's really interesting looking at uh the art books and seeing like concepts for the different job gauges you're like oh that's what they okay that's that's interesting mm-hmm. um but yeah let's let's move into range dps obviously um really quick before we do yes um, yeah. my other thing because because many eons ago i said i thought there were two things and <laughs> we went mm-hmm. through the one the other ah. one is just uh and this will this will apply across the board to every job. Actually, sometimes your playstyle just clicks with a job. Yeah, yeah. And and that's the one you stick with. Uh, so regardless of of the 
goodness or badness of the job itself. If you click with a job and your fingers are just, yes, this is how this job plays. Yes. You become good at that job and trying to do anything else. Mm -hmm. It's just like, why am I wasting my time? Yeah. So yeah. Yes, that's the other thing. <laughs> that's the thing. Play what you enjoy. That's yeah. that's right. That's the underlining. Play, play yeah. what you have fun with. It's the reason for enjoyment. That's that's going to be up to everyone. Because some people are like, if I don't, if I put in the effort and don't get the damage, then I'm not enjoying it. And some people are like, well, I want an easier time. And some people are like, I want a harder time. So you know, like, it's up to your enjoyment. But as they say, you do you, boo boo. That's right. <laughs> Uh, so range DPS, um, obviously I think the, the bigger change, right, was with Heaven's Word, um, mm -hmm. when we had <laughs> casting timers for ranged attacks, uh, which sucks because that was when we got Machinist, um, mm -hmm. and in 2.0, I was a Dragoon and a Bard. Bard was my secondary, and then we get into Heaven's Word, and they're like, hey, steampunky, like, ranged gun guy, I'm like, hell yeah, sign me up. Uh, and so I played it. I wasn't super crazy about it, which really sucked because I'm like, man, I really want this job to be good, uh, which is why I'm so excited about 5.0 Machinist now. Um, but eventually they're like, yeah, that was maybe not good. So they, they changed it. Uh, I, I think that's spoke to several mm -hmm. people who like the cast bar. I'm not entirely sure why. Okay. Maybe it's because that's what they started with. Like they Maybe. they didn't know the glory that yeah. was barred without a cast bar. <laughs> yeah. Um True. I it it drove me crazy for years and years and years because 2.0, yes, 2.0, uh didn't have the the cast bar. It was super fun and I was pretty fucking good at it. <laughs> and then they they added a uh, cast bar and I had to reteach myself this entire job uh and I was not as good at it. Um and then the next expansion, they were like, oh, sorry, we realized that was bad. So we're taking it away. Teach yourself the job again. So, yeah. yes, yeah. you do have to reteach yourself a little bit with every job. Every time there's an expansion and they tweak things, yeah. they tweaked. This is not a tweak. This is like they took the dial, they ripped it off, they threw it away. You have to find the dial. It's already broken. Duct tape it back on. Make something else. I don't know. Teach yourself a new job every time. I'm just like, why? Yeah. Wow. Oh, Bard. Bard is like, it is, okay, so ranged physical DPS now is definitely my favorite DPS to play. Mm. Like, if I'm not healing, I'm probably doing ranged physical because I do love that, like, liberation of movement, being able to just run around and, like, position stuff and get around and fire off your abilities and do a little bit of that support or utility. Like, I think that's super fun. But... There have been these like weird things with Bard in particular, which I think then when like machinists got brought in, there there has been this whole issue with like the identity of ranged physical. And Bard in particular has this issue in and of itself where it's like it is an archer, but it's also a bard. So like combining those two things into one has always created this weird problem of well, does it magically like through the power of magic by singing songs and strumming a harp? Does it buff your party or does it shoot arrows real good or does it do somehow a little bit of both? And so like I can see how when we got into Heavensward, they decided, yeah, we maybe need to lead more into the magical side of this. Like it, it doesn't make sense for it just to mostly be an archer that sometimes sings a tune and does like a little buff. So like maybe it needs to be a little bit more magical in its design. But then you mm -hmm. get this whole problem with machinists being introduced where it's it's like... 
well, is machinist magical then? Because they're both the same kind of category? Or is, like, how are we doing the inspiration for well, machinist well, here? Well, technically, the bullets that we shoot are ethereal energy. <laughs> See? So it's, and you've got your little, like, ethereal gauge thing on your hip. Yeah. And it's like, okay, I, I get it. But I do think that, like, I'm so glad they moved away from that. Right. I'm so glad. Mm -hmm. And I mean, even into Shadowbringers, we had some weird issues with Bard because Bard is in and of its, it's a buff. Mm -hmm. It's that's what it is in everything, mm -hmm. in D&D &D, and everything. And when they said to me, oh yeah, Dancer's coming out and it's going to buff and it's going to damage. And I was like, great. And then they were like, oh, Bard no longer does that. And I was like, what? I, I will never forget the shared confusion between me and Aldi at the mm -hmm. uh, the media tour for Shadowbringers. So like, all right, job changes, blah, blah, blah. Uh, we're going to kind of strip the range DPS of support and instead focus on Dancer. And it's like, huh? <laughs> you can say how mad I was. I was like, this, this is what? dumb. This is really stupid. I hate yeah, everything about yeah. this. I, know. I'm like, I was furious. Okay. I was like, why Why is it even called a bard then? Yeah. You might as well have entirely overhauled the whole theme and made it ranger. Ranger. And yes. just, mm -hmm. yeah. and like, why in the world is and it I called a, a bard? I mean, yeah, yeah ranger I, would I'm be great. I am still bothered by when they they did what was it Stormblood I think when they they changed a bunch of the what the songs do and stuff Mage's yeah. Ballad mm -hmm. Mage's yeah. Ballad what does it have to do with anything involving mages like yeah it's ridiculous oh, it was it's also terrible. especially terrible because they even removed uh oh gosh what was it the mana replen oh uh mana shift mana Oh yeah, was it right. Manishit that you can? No. It's like it was. No, it was. Um, no, it was, was it like. Refresh? Oh yes, yeah. So they were refresh after after they took it off of Mage's yeah. Ballad. It, it was refresh. Refresh, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, so even that was gone, and I was like, "You what? I mean, if okay, if you remove the mana replen from everybody, and then you remove the buffs from Bard, the very least you could have done to like." let bard hold its own as a you know support range would be to give it and let it be the only class out of any of them that can now replen mana especially because at the beginning of shadowbringers we did have um astrologian which was really hurting for mana and a few other classes where you know when some of that stuff got taken away there wasn't quite a good like balance for it and they were struggling a little bit white mage didn't care they gave zero they gave zero care <laughs> yeah. no cares mm -hmm. because white mage no longer has to struggle but it's it has been really weird seeing the way that they kind of balanced that um i'm so glad that the buffs are back for bard though because otherwise it just felt like yeah why are we doing this it was a big yeah. big, big big mistake yeah, yeah. i mean i can remember uh, it too when solid. when they had that change because they're like all right so here's what we're gonna do dancer is still like the support job even though it's still a dps it's it's the support job big giant finger quotes mm -hmm. but but we realized that bard is a bard so we're gonna give you a little bit to play with and then machinist you are the ranged samurai <laughs> just yeah. do whatever the yeah. hell you want don't worry about anybody and i'm like so funny that you like sign me up <laughs> yeah it's just you know i'm playing this to just hit things i'm not if i wanted to play a support job i would play a support job unfortunately there is no such thing in final <laughs> fantasy 14 so I want to bring up this uh, this point that Chats made. Uh, remember mm. when Bard had healer limit break? Oh yes, I do. Yeah, every time we walked, and then do. it was like, "Hey, I really wish you could raise everybody right now." 
2.0 Bard mm. had healer limit break, and at the time playing Bard, I was like, "Boy, I sure wish I had a damage doing uh, limit break. That'd be so cool." And now that I have one, and I never get to use it, yeah. I wish I had the healer one back. <laughs> I kind of do too. I didn't know that because I wasn't playing yeah. Bard at that time. I kind of wish that you had that too, or like. It's tough because with them grouping all the limit breaks together, I mean, of course, like you kind of have to with the shared roles and all of that. But every now and then I do think to myself how great it would be if each individual job had its own like special version of the limit break to some degree, right? And like a res that then applied some kind of immediate buff to the party right. on Bard would be so good. Mm, that would be yeah. so cool. I'd be into that. Um, Mishita said I just started playing Fusion, which I know you saw. I, I did. And I, I, good job. Awesome. <laughs> Thanks. I do really love it, actually. I'm not going to lie. It's super fun. It feels really good to play right now. I really like the way it builds on itself. And that DPS output is nice. And I mean, they did bump Bard a little bit with DPS output too, which also feels good to play it. But like, I was kind of surprised that with all the things and the way they kind of like, I think, focused and narrowed down on giving like, um, machinist, the gizmos, the robot, all of this stuff that really does make it feel like it has more of an identity now. It really does make it all kind of flow together in a fun way. I'm really liking it. I love, I, I love the good. robot. I love the robot. I mean, we <laughs> talked about this before, before the media tour. It's like, you know, when they show that job change video, right? What do we think is going to be crazy? And I was like, I don't know, machinist might have something crazy. Yeah. And then it's this <laughs> giant robot is like, yes, absolutely. absolutely. Um, just, so for, I don't... for me, it's okay. Oh, Oh, no, it, it was going to launch into... Do it. I've been waiting. Okay. <laughs> Physical range DPS is so broken. It's so incredibly broken. They, Why do they do such low damage, like, in general? Just why? Because, yeah, it feels good. Like, all three of them pr feel pretty good. But you get no results, and I don't know why. Like, I mean, I, I, mean, I, I, I was getting some results. I mean... <laughs> Through the magic but, of the but internet. For, for mm -hmm. like yes. samurai levels or for like range right. DPS? Because levels. Machinist yeah. is supposed to be the range DPS samurai. It's not even close. Not even mm. close. Nowhere near close. It is true. I mean, you're almost trading mobility at this point, right? right? Yeah. Like it's it's the idea that in theory you should have more consistent uptime, mm -hmm. thus being able to more reliably contribute DPS. But again, you're right. It's like, especially if you have casters, which mm -hmm. oftentimes fill those last couple roles, it's like uh, you get there, you might have like an additional cleanse, an additional stun, which, you know, I can think of at yeah. least in a few fights that that's pretty good. Yeah, like even in like nice. Shiva. Yeah. yeah. Like mm -hmm. there, there are some things that, you know, those are definitely good for. But when it comes down to it again, and it's like we have these two melee, these two ranged. Yeah, you're right. It's like if their utility across the board isn't good enough to justify the lower DPS, then like, is it mostly just that your player that is filling that slot isn't comfortable with a melee? Yeah, I hate it's, saying that because I love range. It's, 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 it, I, I was actually just thinking that it's it's interesting when you think about the idea of, uh, you know, your caster slot might be taken up by a red mage for Prague while you're learning stuff. Mm -hmm. Maybe your physical melee DPS decide to play a range during that time as well to get a feel for yeah. things and not have to, I mean, yeah. The, the thing that I think, and it, it hurts range and it hurts casters, and this is something, this is just like me in, in my playing of MMOs. I hate this. So 
we said that the mobility is supposed to give you more uptime, right? It's supposed to give you more uptime. Mm -hmm. But because you have the mobility, you typically do the harder mechanics, which then take yep. your uptime. So it is not actually more uptime for you. However, uh, I, this is actually a point I was going to bring up. Uh, at the start of the game, 100%, Bard was doing all of the extra mechanics. There yeah. were basically mechanics put into each turn fight. Yes. That was like, well, yep. this is the Bard mechanic. Yep. You handle this thing while everybody keeps punching Since the box. you can move and shoot, yeah. Yes. Uh, and those those have gone way downhill. Like I, off the top of my head, cannot think of one in this new tier at all. I'm sure there's one, but can't think of one. Anybody else? That's a good point. The one that comes to mind for me is not this tier, but yeah. the fight that like made physical ranged, I think, shine for me was the Rothalos fight because sure. it wasn't about mm -hmm. how much damage you were doing. It was about how many hits you were landing on Rothalos in mm -hmm. the second half of the fight to crash him to the ground. And I loved that because I thought it did let a lot of classes that don't always get to shine shine. Because like if we had mechanics like that in in another raid or something that could really justify like, well, it's not just about the raw DPS numbers. It's about consecutive hits or it's about, you know, this movement thing or it's it's whatever. Um, and it's not like our movement stuff hasn't been punishing on melee in Stormblood and even in Shadowbringers. Yeah. But... but yeah, you're right. There's not anything that's really a mechanic made for them, Zen. Uh, uh, Avatar, the, the metal tree guy, there was that uh, tether that Bard specifically mm -hmm. had to pick up and run away from everybody, and there were like three or four of them doing the fight. Um, yeah. Somebody in chat mentioned uh, Medusa or Melisine. Yeah, Melisine. You, you were the one who had to go and get the Renault uh, ogre guy and drag him around. And yeah. you had to be like really paying attention to what you were doing because other mechanics are still happening and you still have to do them. Yeah. You know, and, I, and I, that might have been coming off the 1.0, the 1.0 bar it too. It does a little. Wait, that's the problem. Because I, I, like, yeah. I actually want an example because I can't think of one. It doesn't happen in that you can't damage anymore. So a range or a melee could do it, but now it's self-imposed. Now we say because of uptime, they shouldn't do that mechanic. So we give those mechanics to the range because they yeah. should be able to do it. So now it's self-imposed. Right. It's not, yes. So now, how do you balance that? Because every group's going to use their machinists differently. How do you make them do samurai damage when you don't know what mechanics they're going to be doing? You know what mechanic samurai is going to be doing? Zero. Or as little as possible. Just like <laughs> Black Mage, right? Black yeah, Mage and samurai actively try not to do it. But with these jobs, they have to, they are the ones doing it. So why is their damage so low? Is it because it's low, because they just didn't balance it right? Or is it because we're using it differently than they thought we were? Kind of like the ninja situation when it first came out. Mm -hmm. Well, and, you know, and I think it? that that comes back to that kind of that idea, like, if you're clearing it, does it really matter yeah, how much damage, right? Yeah. So it's that weird kind of dance and balancing act where... Okay, you'll probably have, you know, a, a physical DPS, you'll have a ranged DPS, and it just works. <laughs> yeah. Well, but here's the thing. In theory, and this that is totally my mentality. I'm like, if we're clearing it, it's steady, yeah. it's smooth, we're good, right? But that is not what a lot of serious raiders think. Yes. Right? Yeah. The idea is about the parse. Just yep. the magical number that flows into our heads, as Zen said, with no yeah. supplemental yeah. yeah. add-ons. Computer um, geniuses. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yes, we're all computer Counting geniuses. Counting up mathy things as they fly across the screen. 
But like the idea that, you know, if we do more damage, we clear the fight faster, we push phases, we skip things we don't want to. And we then have this number that we can reference. We have this color that we can reference. Mm -hmm. And it has, and this is across the board in all MMOs, right? The idea that like damage is king. And that's part of what, and we'll get into this with the healers, that's part of what was so frustrating to me with Astrologian changes, Mm -hmm. because that was specifically a change made in response to that mentality in the raiding community. Mm -hmm. And the fact that because our content is made in such a way that if you just pump bigger numbers, as you like optimize your class, optimize the fight, get better gear, get better weapons, then you do pretty much just blast the fight. Like we don't have mechanics that test these other things often or like you need this class for this specific fight because it does this thing that is not at all dps related but that has to do with mobility or you know using this stuff or you know whatever it is um it creates this weird issue and it's funny because as i was thinking through that tier or our most recent tier ramu actually has a mechanic that i think could be good for bards except they put a tank buster at the end of it It's the, it's that um, <laughs> bird tether. Yeah, yeah, the nice. bird ad where you have to keep moving to keep it away, but because it has a tank buster at the end, the off tank has to take it. So then the off tank yep. is losing <laughs> up. You're yep. Monty over here sighing like, yep, yep, yep. That's <laughs> every <the> thing. time. <laughs> but but yeah, ahead. no, I just I think it's funny that I think because they want to make all classes playable, which is. A good goal and an honest goal, and I and I do think that I I like that mentality more than there being classes that you're forced to take, right? right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, it creates this problem where there are no niches in fight design that a specific role might really shine in, and that you might need to have somebody for even just this one fight that plays bard to come in right. and do. So you here's know? my thing. Um, I, I do think that they should raise the uh, the potency for arranged DPS across the board just mm-hmm. a smidge, not just because yeah, not I play one, <laughs> but um, <laughs> if they if they actually bounce them out, if a machinist, well, I guess machinist because it doesn't buff anybody else could be okay to do the same as samurai, right? Yes. But they couldn't mm-hmm. do it for bard or dancer, right? Because then you would just take all dancers. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, and that's that's the the philosophy that they have, and it's a philosophy of a lot of MMOs. Is you pay a tax for your utility, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? You pay a DPS tax for your mobility if you can raise, if you can bring, you know, like anything else to the group, and that makes sense, right? But it's it really is a zero sum game, you know. Like you not bringing this buff literally does take it away from someone else, so it's like. Why, why, how do you, and you know, some places, which I won't mention, just through the magic of the internet, they've changed the way that they rank what those numbers are. And they've moved to adding in your contribu- contributions from buffs as well, which is, which is a great idea. And I think that that's really helped a bit demystify how this works. And we can see that it's really close to equal, but with those mechanics, you just drop down. Like, you were talking about Ramu. The storm clouds. You're going to tell me that a melee is going to go out to stand in the cloud? No. You're not going to be the one furthest away. No. Yeah. No. You're not. So, oh, I think you might be muted. I I fixed it. Okay. So they have to, but they don't have to for as long. There's a lot of little things where it's like, 
drop a thing, everybody run out to that thing. But if you have a but choice, come back. it's not the melee who are doing it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's it's that they're not forcing us to do it. They're we're making those choices because of uptime. And yeah. it's it's kind of like a self-fulfilling prophecy then. Then then how do you fix range? How do you fix range? It's well, so it's, also it's that... so interesting. Mm-hmm. Oh, go ahead, Fusion. Go ahead. It's also it's, it's also that that design thing, right? Where it's you want players to be able to take in whatever jobs that they want. Yeah. So you don't want that mechanic that's like, oh, you need a bard. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you also have that mentality of you want you, you want to try and eliminate the meta, right? Where you need this job, this job, and this job. Um, I mean, I can remember, you know, back in like 1.0, we would do black mage burns on Garuda. Yep. I went on bard. I just spammed my bard stuff, or even in dungeons, I would spam the the speed song because of the time chest that they had in 1.0. Um, you know, it was <laughs> I always love saying like when 2.0 came out, uh, you know, seeing the the sisters spawn in the Garuda fight, I'm like, whoa, like that's cool that they added something new, and people are like that was in 1.0. I'm like, oh, I never saw it because I always black mage burned it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But it's yeah, it's it's hard because you need to design a fight to where it, that being able to fall into that niche isn't something that's possible, but then you also have to consider, you know, past changes, future changes. It's, yeah. it's a really weird act that they have to try and balance. Yeah. And I'm not saying, you know, I'm not destroying them for it. No MMO has fixed this. There's not, oh, yeah. I don't, I don't think there is one that's yeah. like the traditional tab targeting MMO that has ever a- fixed that hybrid tax, you know, utility tax. It's a fundamental like design question about it and, yeah. and how we go about it. And yet it is interesting because 14 does stand out on the market as one of the only MMOs that lets you play every class on one character. Yeah. So the idea of like, I mean, even just us talking here, right, about raids and things where we're going, well, you know, you've got your two melee and then you've got your two, <laughs> you know, range or your casters. Like, it's very funny because... On one hand, yes, that lets people get classes and then really learn them and excel at them and main in those and gear them and all of that stuff, right? But on the other hand, and I think this is where we do see these problems or or just like questions about ranged DPS because they're still my favorite to play. I still love Mm -hmm. them. And even through the evolution I do, right? But there is this kind of weird question then of like, why does that always have to be how this is structured? Like in a lot of other MMOs, if... I have a class that has a whole bunch of skills, right? And I get to a new boss and maybe at any given time, I can only have X amount of skills on the bar, right? So it's about kind of how I've built the class or what I'm thinking or what I'm doing with it. And this boss makes me use a skill that I never use in any other fight. That's part of the flexibility of that system because you're going, hey, I might have less skills at any given time, but how I respond to each different fight might be different. Guild Wars 2 ESO come mm, to mind for me on this. Wildstar. Yeah. Like... So in theory, having these different categories of classes and being able to play all different classes on one character then kind of makes you go like, well, couldn't we have some fights where, right. yeah, like it, it's, this is a part of the kit and the part of the things I that this game that. offers to you. So, in a way, with mm. the, uh, the class abilities. Not not as extreme bit. as something mm. like ESO, yeah. Uh, yeah. where yeah. they're like, here, have 10 abilities out of your... <laughs> yeah billion that you can have <laughs> but all of all of your side your side abilities uh you could only pick five out of the ten initially right so if you so. knew you were going into a fight where you didn't need to stun you're like well i don't need that i can take something else more useful 
Yeah. yeah. Well, and then and then you get I mean, the healers really. that are like macroing in, like protect, like in and yes. out, like at the beginning yep. of the day. Like, I had a macro to, to switch oh. out something and tell them. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. but they got rid of that. They, yeah. the yeah. people, I guess, overall the feedback was that people didn't like it. They decided well, this and- is dumb. Let's not make it dumb. <laughs> well, yeah, and there was also the the sort of problem there with the fact that like in a lot of the designs and the fights and all sorts of things, maybe three of those skills really got used. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. people yeah. never used the other ones. So it creates this like, it does create this interesting question because then for something like ranged DPS and the evolution that that class has taken, I totally agree with what you were saying, Aldino. I totally agree with what everybody was saying. We don't have enough utility or diverse enough utility in the game to really make them, like really, I think, punish them for DPS because they bring so much to the table. And while it does make a difference, there are these like weird questions of then like if there's not anything in the game that's specifically calling for the mobility of range DPS, then like yeah. how else do we make them stand out if the structure of all of our fights is going to be like too melee, too ranged, and we have to figure out how we sort of compensate for that, right? I think um, at least at least for me, uh, when I decide on a job, a lot of the times I do pick a quote unquote support, um, even though I guess we we don't have them in this game, but. I would consider the range DPS overall uh, faux support, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, I like to play a support job because that's the sort of stuff my brain pays attention to. I'm like, ah, everybody's MP is this. Uh, I have this buff here that I need to redo right now. You know, little little things that everybody is doing that I can help do make better, right? Mm-hmm. So that's that's just the sort of gameplay that I like. And I think that uh, plenty of other people feel that way also. And that's why yeah. across the board, you get that sort of extra job. And I I think it would, like, the, the damage thing doesn't bother me. Um, I think it would help the game overall if they did and and, and introduce the, the job range DPS to more people to, and who might enjoy them if they did uh, buff potency and whatnot a bit more. But that that doesn't bother me in particular because that's not the part of the job that I'm aiming to do. I'm aiming mm-hmm. to put this buff here and put this buff here and make sure this person have, has enough MP. I was very sad when they took away refresh because <laughs> that was that was something that I enjoyed. Like, I'm doing all the stuff, I'm doing all the stuff. Everybody good? Yep, okay, keep going, keep going, right? So, yeah. I, I don't know. That's, that's, that, right. that's the I for, stuff I I forgot enjoy. that that was even a thing. I used to have yep. two yeah. different types of turrets on Machinist. Wow. Yep. It was. Yeah. I also, I feel like they could do something too with, I mean, haste has been talked about yeah. so much yeah. in the game. Um, or like even Peloton being something that you could use in right. combat. No, like, I know there's a lot of discussions about that, but like. That would be something that I think would have value, right? Yeah. Because melee DPS and people using sprint and especially end game or things, or even just anywhere, right? Like having that little bit of a speed boost could be something that people find valuable enough um, that they they do want to bring it. Um, I love playing them too, and I totally agree, Zen. Like for me as a player personally, I prefer something that lets me kind of multitask and have my eye on the party and on enemies and do a whole bunch of things and kind of play God in the background and like (laughs) run around and fire off. But like, that's super fun to me. I like contributing to help the party succeed overall together. So like ranged physical is one of my faves and I have loved dancer, which I think has been a lot of fun. Even if when it got introduced, I think a lot of these questions about how we were balancing and catering and dealing with range DPS 
And that's happened since Heavensward, right? Like, there's always been this question about it. So I think moving forward, while they aren't in a bad place, there is something to be said about, like, their identity overall as a unit and how they kind of hold ground against, I think, a lot of the other classes and the way they evolve. I mean, I, I really... Talk... Okay. Hmm. I was just saying, taking it way, way back, I really miss 1.0 Bard because, you know, you would run forward and cast, you know, go with the DPS song on the physical people, then come back. You know, it's like 11 Bard, you know? it's You're constantly mm-hmm. running back and doing stuff. And it kept me busy, so I guess that's why, I, you know, I liked 1.0 Bard a lot, but yeah, you know, I honestly, I, I, I agree with you 100%. Having to to keep track of you basically, you're like, okay, well, the range DPS are here, or the casters are here, healers are here, melee DPS are here, and you would run to each group and, and buff in like a small circle and then run to the next group and buff in a small circle. That's when you really needed the mobility, right? Right. Yeah. And and that's that's the like small, like, I'm doing this here and I'm doing this here that I really enjoyed. So I kind of missed that a little bit. That's yeah. cool, honestly. Was, yeah. I think and it's right. very difficult with some of the current fight structure oh, that yeah, we right. have. Yeah. But... That's fine. And, and like... the range of abilities now, too, because the range on yeah. everything is huge so mm-hmm. that you don't get that one person that, you know, so you don't get that one bard in a dungeon that won't stand in dragon sight length <laughs> to you. Uh... The only thing that's similar to that for me right now as a dancer in. Uh, Voidwalker? Same as Voidwalker, but not Voidwalker. The Seagulls. Flock of Birds. Yes. Oh, uh, the yeah. Idol of Darkness, I think. Idol yeah. Of Dar- yeah, Idol yeah. of Darkness. Wow, nobody knows what that's called because it's a dumb name. Yeah. Um, <laughs> during the ads part where you have the three that are moving around the arena, mm. uh, when I do my dance during that part, I have to run to the sort of toward the middle to make sure I catch both groups and then run back. And that's mm. the only thing that's like that anymore. I actually like that ad phase, which is maybe the only ad phase I, I can think of in recent memory. Like, it's the most memorable part of that entire fight for me because I'm yeah. like, oh, yeah, that ad phase is kind of fun and it kind of challenges everybody in a different way. Mm-hmm. But Zed, I just want to point out that I think what you said was so good, though, because, yes, you don't want there to be like a buff or something, just like Fusion, you were saying with the tether, right? You don't want there to be something that you can provide that like just depending on the whims of another player can completely goof for the entire party or whatever, right? But at the same time, the ranged DPS do have the most mobility out of any class. So the yeah. idea that like part of their actual gameplay would have to do with like moving to different places and even with like machinists, I mean, maybe if there was something about like how you placed your robot, like your turret or things around the I mean, field. kind of like, used to be stuff, a thing. Because yeah. you would be able to, you, you you had two turrets, you had the, the rook and the bishop, and depending mm-hmm. on which one was dropped, you could say, okay, uh, do, like, regen or refresh. Yeah. Was it re- regen or is it regain? Uh, it was regain. Regain so. is TP. It was TP, I think, right? Yeah. yeah um, yeah. And so, you know, you drop it and it'd be kind of around the robot and like, okay, yeah, like, that was, that was kind of cool. Um, granted, I, I love the automaton queen, like, infinitely more now right um it's a it's a shame that we don't even have the bishop anymore um (laughs) but uh yeah it's 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 changed a lot um definitely for the better um you know another thing um that we you know we're gonna talk about too a little bit is just the idea of like the random procs on stuff um all the range jobs i think have suffered from this at one point or another um and that was my big thing that was my big thing coming into into shadowbringers was uh originally with machinist you had 
your three attacks, and then they could get you could have heated versions of those, which the animations looked like way cooler, uh, and they did a little more damage. But um, you know, for those just those three base ones, like it was okay. You hit one, hit one again. Oh, okay, it proc. Hit two. Yeah. Hit one. That proc. Okay, hit two. Okay, that proc. Hit three. And it, it, like it was just it was f- frustrating. Um, and so when they're like, all right. Dancer's the support class, and it has random procs, and I was just like, get the hell out of here. Um, <laughs> that they're having easier, They're easier to manage, though, because uh, yeah. it's yes, basically... That, that having been said, I, yeah. I, I have leveled Dancer, I have played Dancer, I do enjoy it. Um, and I think in part just because it helps kind of mix up that monotony of like just playing one job. Like, you have to play at least a couple different jobs to like not go insane, I feel like, in this game. <laughs> Yes. Well, so, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say I'm glad you brought up the random procs because when we were talking about, I mean, even the fact that uh, the damage is lower to begin mm-hmm. with, right? Some of that unpredictability. I don't mind random procs. I think they're fun. Yeah. I like having to respond in the moment. So, like from a player standpoint, I think it's kind of fun to have to like keep your mind active and sort of see what chains pop up and and whatnot. Dancer, I think, does that really well. But where it gets a little bit weirder is like bard for example because it can be so inconsistent to tell what bard is going to be able to do in any given phase right like there will be some times where our bard uh in in static has a billion procs and it's like a huge it's a huge burst of damage and it's so great and then there will be another time where he has to literally say over comms i did not get any procs i need help with x like Mm -hmm. i need help with this Mm -hmm. you know this ad or in uh gosh like ES and Shiva and things it's been a whole nother thing with the uh ad phase with mm-hmm. the damage that will just annihilate them and then he's just dead <laughs> he's like well uh, I hit that one electric and now I'm dead forever uh great perfect so like it's tough that I f- I feel like they get almost punished with that <sighs> it's like it- it's more active but at the same time like when you're already pulling less numbers, it's even harder mm-hmm. than to right. like anticipate yes. what you're bringing to the table at any so given moment. As know? as somebody that hasn't touched Bard since Heaven Heaven's Word, is there an ability that forces those procs? No. Okay. No. Because so we were, I was just talking about machinist and uh, you know the that stuff. Yeah. Um, we could use ammo. Yeah. To yeah, kind of guarantee that, and so mm-hmm. yeah, that's it's interesting that that we don't see that with. With, oh uh, yeah, with Bard. Terrell, uh, Terrell Dean in chats, right? Uh, Imperial Arrow. Yeah, the so force one. proc. Oh, okay, yeah. so, so, so one, 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 one proc. Yeah. <laughs> wow, one. It's, that's that's generous of them. Yeah. It's, it's kind of it's kind of nice, and actually, that it was it was still in uh, Stormblood too. When you hit okay. a certain button, you could get this other thing, and I think prior to it was a higher possibility. No, during a certain song, if a certain song is up, when you hit a certain thing, you'll get this other right. thing. So it was like mm. a third of the time you can guarantee it. Yeah. And and all of this is like I said, hybrid tax or, you know, like support tax. It's not a tax because yeah. you're not paying the part. You're not like improving something. You're literally yeah. just being punished because you could move faster. That, like that's weird to me. Mm-hmm. Or you could... It, you know, in games like, wow, you could tank. Well, I'm not right now. Why am I being and, taxed? And, and you know, right kind of there. looking at it, yeah, like we've been saying with, with the damage, I think, yeah, the damage could use a boost. But, you know, thinking about it now and talking about the random procs has kind of made me realize that. So you have 
you know, like we've already talked about how jobs used to be. You look at yeah. machinist now, it's the selfish DPS, mm-hmm. no random procs. You have Bard, still has random procs, but also has a little bit of uh, support. Then you look at Dancer, has more random procs and more support. So I think in their mind, right, that's how yeah. they, they that's the tax, is the, the, the inclusion of those random procs. I always think Bard as the toughest one because the random procs that you get are one thing. They're single yeah. ability by themselves, mm-hmm. chilling out on okay. your bar. In Dancer, you have... The four singles and then the four uh, AOEs, right? Mm-hmm. You have them in a line together, a nice little set. And if this one goes off, this one could go off. And if this one goes off, this one could go off. So it's it's a cluster that you don't have to be like, oh, that one procced randomly. I wonder how mm-hmm. long I haven't been paying attention to that. Whereas Dancer, you have your nice clean set where it's very obvious if it goes off. And, yeah. and you and know, and... and- Level 39 nerd real quick too in yeah, the chat. Exactly. Uh dancer gets flourish. Yeah. So that's yeah. also right. It's yep. it's weird. Machinist had ammo yeah, and you also do you have flourish, uh, flourish and dance is for two things. Flourish is yeah. during your dance and between your dance to make sure you have feathers for your dance. That's right. all yeah. it's for. Well, but it does, I mean, it, it forces a proc on everything though, right? Like yes. yeah. So it, you it lights your hot bar up. <laughs> it's just like hit all of these. Yeah, and it's it's almost continuous. And it's funny because when I've been playing Bard, and I still do, like, I will still play Bard or Dancer. I like them both. But, like, when I've been playing Bard, I don't feel bad. But now that we're talking about Bard, I'm like, how have I not really felt this impact? <laughs> you, <did>. oh, you <laughs> were abused. Well, because, yeah, like, and it, it is kind of, it's weird. Like, why don't they have something that will let you proc all that stuff? And then on top of that, the idea that, like, there are all these very specific things in both dancer and machinist that like allow you to kind of, uh, you know, do X thing, Y thing, do this damage chain proc, this stuff. And then in Bard, we have these songs, but like in all honesty, the songs don't, they're basically the same. There's one that's garbage that you only use between the other ones <laughs> while they're on cooldown. And then you have the two other ones. And it's not like at any given point you're really like choosing a different song because of this thing. And even with the ability that seems really interesting, which is the ability to like um, when you have that song up, I don't remember what it's called, but like when you have your song that's playing, you can then get like an optional additional damage reduction buff kind of thing off of it. Right. If you Mm. choose to pop that. But like even that barely never does anything like so it's mm. very weird that, like, I feel as though Bard is kind of that transition between the two, and yet both of those two classes... Middle child! Middle yeah. child syndrome! Yeah. <laughs> like, both of those two classes <laughs> have made up for all the things that Bard just hasn't had addressed. And I, I mm. really am hoping that, like, maybe in the next expansion, those songs get more of a role to play that sets them apart. There might be a different reason. You get a slightly different proc or something that just gives us mm. more... You know, you can use Peloton freely or like whatever it is, because it, it does feel really weird and punishing in a way. It's, I it's, the, it's, yeah. it's the the astrologian change, right? You have all these cards. Let's dumb it down. You have all these songs. We'll dumb them down. Um, and like, it's one of those things, too. Like, OK, I can appreciate trying to simplify things, but there are people that want that complication mm-hmm. so you have you I mean you know it's it's again like you know the thing about like positionals i'm not crazy about them but some people love them and there needs to be something there to to take you from average player to like a high skilled player there needs to be something yeah. there i love that's better bard is better, is better. Mm-hmm. i was just gonna say like my favorite <laughs> thing about classes 
is having to make decision calls. Like, yes. I can mm-hmm. follow a proc. I can follow a proc chain. I can hit a thing when it lights up. I can do that. Like, and and it's some people love that. They love following that repetition. But my favorite, and why Astrologian was my favorite, why Bard initially, like in my you know mind, what it can be is one of my favorites, is a class that forces you in the heat of the moment to make decision calls about mm-hmm. what you're going to do at any given second. And like in theory, both Astrologian, old Astrologian, and Bard have that, where you should be picking something different depending on a thing. But it has been, like you said, simplified so that it's easier to learn. It follows more of that pattern. But I don't know if I like that. Right. Yeah. You feel like Bard now is better than it was in the last expansion, mostly because of the random procs. As the uh, chats reminded us, now there are two things you can force on Bard. So that's mm. nice. Oh. Uh, I, at the start of, of this expansion of Shadowbringers, uh, I still played both. I have not touched Bard in ages. But uh, initially, I played both to see what was better for my static, uh, especially in Titania. I did several runs on Bard and several runs on Dancer. And I personally was better at Dancer. Who knows why? And it seemed like it was more helpful to the party. So that's what I went with. Mm. I'm a little tempted to go like level Bard now. I have the I have the gear. I have all the aiming gear now at this point. Might as well, right? I need to go back just to see what it's like. (laughs) But then I'm like, never gonna remember to put dots up ever again. (laughs) Dancer doesn't have dots. I'll get on I'll get on I'll get on Bard. My flaming my flaming arrow uh Hot bar with the little cross out will still be there. Be like, I remember. I was gonna say arrow. raging strikes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm scared yeah, to look at my bar. Hot bar. Bad. It doesn't feel bad. It just it it just feels clunkier. Less bardy. It's, it's yeah. Less bardy than less ever. Less bardy. Right. Yeah. I I did. I liked Shadowbringers because I got to run around again. But <laughs> I was like, what is this song rotation stuff? Why aren't these buffs? The, I right. mean, they, they were buffs and are buffs still, but mm-hmm. now again. But they're not the ones I wanted. They're not the, like, I'm going to be a mastermind behind the scenes, and here's a card for you, like Astro. I really liked old cards on Astro. Here's a thing for you. Here's a thing for you. Ah, miss it. And the nice thing about Astro, too, back then, and I, I only dabbled in it a little bit when Heaven's Word came out, but the idea of, like, you know, it, we talked a little bit about, like, dance partner stuff before, let's, right? Yeah, let's the save whole, Astro for Healer. The, that's a fair point. Okay. Let's do that. Uh, but let's, but first, we have some other things after. to talk about. Sure. Yeah. So, I'll do know. I feel like this is this is your time. Oh, no. This Here is... we go. Here we go. <laughs> oh, no. Tell us what you I mean, really think. <laughs> I, casters are, I mean, honestly, in a good spot. I, uh, uh, you know, for, for bringing to a group. Like, if you are trying to raid, they're in a great spot. If you're trying to PvP, they're probably in a great spot. You know, like, if you're just doing solo stuff or just pugging in a good spot, like, that's true. Casters are probably... I don't know. I don't know that they're the most balanced. I mean... But they each have a reason why you would bring them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you bring the Black Mage because damage. You know what I mean? Like, they can Mm -hmm. do the most if they are really good. You bring a Summoner because they can do a lot of damage and they also raise. I, You know, like, that's there. You bring Red Mage because they raise, and oh my god, do they raise. It's another it's another scale in utility. Right. Like, exactly. Like with the, the Rangers. You have Black Mage and Machinist. You have mm-hmm. uh, Summoner and Bard, and then you have mm-hmm. uh, Dancer and Red Mage. Yeah. And, like, structurally, that's working better with casters than it's working with range. Definitely. Yeah. 
I mean, just by looking at how many people play each or, you know, magically looking at how many people play each that care about their damage, let's say not say how. <laughs> there, there's a yeah. lot of people playing all three and, you know, like no one really, there's not this perception that one of them is really that much worse than the other, other than maybe Red Mage not doing as much damage as the other ones, but really. Yeah. Does it, you know? Well, and with Red to? Mage having the res, yes. there was an adjustment from Stormblood mm -hmm. to Shadowbringers. And I have noticed, although, you know, Red Mages can still do some good consecutive yeah. resin, right? That that does seem to have affected people bringing yes. them to parties. Mm -hmm. That little bit of, like, additional restriction on that resin and punishment with the MP. Yeah, um, I... Go ahead. No, no, that was... Go ahead. It's, it's weird because uh, the ranged DPS utility is damage mostly the caster dps utility is raise which yeah. i don't think is a good idea for rating because once you um once you're past progression you don't need a raise so now That's, you're being taxed yeah. for something you never will press so that is my biggest problem with the casters that aren't black mage you know well, and it, it's it's Go ahead. Okay. I was, I was going to say, you know, we, earlier we talked about how, you know, there were mechanics just for Bard, right? Yeah. Um, Eureka and Boja content is right? Red Mage <laughs> stuff, <laughs> right? Like, I feel like I, I, I've been slowly just kind of leveling up other stuff. Um, and a few weeks ago, I, I finished my Red Mage because Boja's coming. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and being able to take Red Mage into Eureka was great because... You don't need to worry about anything. Everybody just goes on red mage. You can just raise people like whatever. Like, and it's that's that's the content that that job was yeah. made for. Um, yeah, and and, and I you can know, tell you, it's suffering on any other caster. That's for sure. <laughs> I don't want to play summoner on anything that's not max level or mm -hmm. you know, like you can sit still for a while. Like if it's gonna die within a minute or so, I don't want to do that. Like you know, uh, black mage is a little different. Because, you know, it's kind of on demand. But, yeah, Red Mage is the every other content caster, basically. Yeah. Which is weird. It's a weird place to be. But somehow it feels better and it seems better than the, the Bard situation. Yeah, that's Random a good other thought. Dots, dots on those as well. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, Summoner obviously has yeah. dots. Bard, very obviously dots. Dancer, Red Mage, not us. Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah, it, it is. It's tough because I think that since the casters follow such a similar sort of evolution or format, again, mm -hmm. like we were talking about with the ranged, like then you do get into this problem, like this like dilemma where it's like the ranged might have the same sort of general progression, but doesn't have as much damage capability as like Black Mage yeah. slash you know Summoner can, and then Red Mage. I honestly hadn't thought about it because when you do talk about a lot of these classes, you think a lot about, I mean, end game content, right? right? Yeah. And we've talked even in the past about how Red Mage does feel like it maybe doesn't quite have a super strong identity, especially coming out um, from like Stormblood into Shadowbringers. Mm -hmm. When Red Mage was first introduced to the game, I was like convinced it was going to be my new main. Yep, I was convinced. Same. I was like, this is it. The Rapier, I'm here to win mm -hmm. it. This is going to be amazing. <laughs> But even then, it did feel like the more I played it, the more I just like, even with its flair, even with stuff, it just, it didn't feel as satisfying to me, right. like long term mm -hmm. as some classes do. And yet, if I were given the choice to take Black Mage or Red Mage into like a dungeon, I would take Red Mage. Because I think Red Mage is more fun as far as just like moving between the fights and the mobs and things that are going to die quick. 
Whereas like with Black Mage, I spend 90% of the dungeon just being like, more Lillards! Like, and I'm just, you know, <laughs> under arms in the corner because I can't do anything because everything's right. getting pulled and this, disappeared. This is, like, this is my spot. This is where I will stand. If I need to move, I will return to this spot. This is yep. where I live now. Meanwhile, <laughs> Red Mage is zipping back and forth. And yeah. 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 But again, it's like, it's a weird thing where that mobility or other parts of it and it's funny because Summoner now is more mobile even than Red Mage, which I think is a crime yes. because Red Mage should, I think, have the most mobility. But it's like, even with that, again, that mobility doesn't always have a consistent place to hold its ground with a lot of the casters. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it is it is kind of weird because I do think Red Mage is probably the weakest. But mm. it's, I mean, compared to the others, you're right. The disparity doesn't seem as, as glaring and you can't absolutely do it. People raid on it and people use it all the time. Like, you can get good potencies. Yeah. So, I don't know. I think it needs another buff and not as in like potency for the job itself. Mm -hmm. Like it needs mm. uh, a mage's ballad. It needs something it can give to somebody else. It has one, but so yeah. does summoner. So and, and you know what? I can another. I can tell you mm -hmm. I can tell you what that needs to be. Since we oh, don't yeah. have the elemental wheel in this game, yeah. give it an end spell. Yeah. Right? That'd be interesting. Yeah, and you know, so that would uh in your how would that work in in your mind like in in well they they have an m bolden but you would be like in arrow or something like that is what you're talking yeah, about yeah and or and fire or or whatever just give tank? give them a, a yeah and it just you know it, it probably wouldn't add anything to the weapon right but when they hit maybe yeah. there's just like a little poof of of flame or something adds a little bit mm -hmm. of extra damage or whatever like and why do we have a red mage that doesn't have an end spell? Even if it's a magical <laughs> DPS, it could give itself right. an end spell. Like, come yeah. on. I mean, I red actually mage... love that. I yeah, thought, I, you're I talking love it about too. spikes. You're talking about N got it. For themselves. Yeah, as in, yeah. I was yeah. thinking spikes for some reason. No, 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 you no, fire no. on your sword and you do more, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so. And I mean, embolden is such a weird buff. It's yeah. so weird. Mm. I mean, it's it's great. Uh, you know, just if you're not familiar, it increases your own magic damage by 10%. That's very important. Your own. And everyone around you's physical damage by 10%. It goes down every four seconds um, by 20%. So eventually it goes back down to zero. So you want to do it and time it just right to do all your big stuff, you know, before I'm it goes out you, like everything. But, I'm glad you included your own. So many yes. bard buffs previously. Mm. We're like, here's a buff for everybody else. I don't get it. Screw me. Yes. But everyone else gets this buff. And red mage well, is the opposite. This means only yeah. the red mage gets the magic damage. Yeah. Dealt. So you're not buffing any magic damage. You're not buffing your healers. You're not buffing your paladin during that part. You're not buffing. And it's so weird. Why? Why is it your well, own? It makes sense from a lore perspective, right? If you're a bard, you've heard your songs before. You're tired of them. But everybody else <laughs> right. loves them. <laughs> right. That's true. I love that. That's good. Even if I, I actually wish it were um, different. I, I almost want to say like they they only get the magic buff because Square Enix knows that they're the only magic uh, user in the party. Like only magic yeah. DPS in the party. Right. Mm. It's, it's not like, going to be like that's me. not nice. What if you have two casters? Right. It, it's not. It's not going to be likely. I mean, it is likely. I think Ultimate was beaten with a Black Mage and a Summoner. Yep. 
-hmm. but th that's because black mage and summoner can do ridiculous amounts of damage like just just ridiculous if you know exactly what you're doing and your party helps to do that you know especially in the black so mages. so here's here's a question then right because emboldened mm -hmm. is magic on the red mage physical for the for everybody else right yes what if they give us an end spell but they swap that mm. so it's mm. physical for the red mage and then magic for everyone else that could be cool I so mean, they you, use it during their phases. stabby part. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it would be it would be a, a maybe a little more situational, right? Well, but it, it would. Or no. Well, the thing is, magic. Yeah, the red mage melee is magic, so yeah. oh, well, it's not magic. it's not physical. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe it could add a little like bonus physical damage. I'm trying, I'm trying to think how to add that the end stuff in here somewhere to yeah. to have yeah, it make I, sense. <laughs> I still love. What was I think it was our caster discussion, right? Yeah. So when we talked about this a little bit, but we didn't necessarily talk about the evolution of all the classes, mm -hmm. which we'll kind of get into a little bit more yeah. too, because I have some questions about summoner. Yeah, um, yeah. But like with Red Mage, when we were sort of hypothesizing then, there was this discussion about possibly having your gauges and having disparities play some kind of role in mm -hmm. a buff, yeah. like an additional option mm. that you could do. Because right now you just get them both up and it's like, okay, fine. But I love the idea of like, if your black mage is higher by a certain threshold or something, or your black magic is higher by a certain threshold, maybe you get that like additional damage burning buff, the end mm -hmm. that you can do. Or like mm -hmm. maybe if your white magic is higher, it can buff a healer or it can, you know, um, maybe a heal over time, like for short duration or something. Or like where like mantra or something, yeah. Yeah, yeah, where like there could be reasons where like, tilting the scales one way or another during like a period of like a cool like when your cooldown procs or something like you could just have a reason to do that and then mm. try to like get them back even again that would help differentiate yeah. it a little bit i mean because it's, it's uh, the same kind of concept as black mage where it's like okay mm -hmm. i'll cast a fire i'll cast some ice okay it's the yeah. same kind of back and forth with red mage it'd be nice to to mix that up a little bit more mm -hmm. every jasmine in chat is saying uh do like a uh, dot or a hot, uh, depending on the stacks. If you have yeah. more white mana, it's a region. If you have more black, it's a dot. I think that would be I cool. Mean, that I like that. They have such, like, Red Mage is such, like, I don't know, the, the lore around it is so good. The way that the class works, the ideas are great, but it's just, yeah. it, it just didn't find its niche in in-game content. It found it, it everywhere it, else. Yeah, and, and yeah. I think, again, this goes back to that idea of not having a support role. Because yeah. with Red Mage, like, you think about Red Mage from the series overall, like, mm -hmm. and then you see what it is in, in 14, and it can do a little bit of damage, a little bit of healing, yeah. but it feels like that bar needs to be lifted a, at least a little bit more yeah. in, in terms of yeah. capability. Right. But they also have to balance it because it is a DPS, so... Right. Yeah. Now, I'll do know, you've played Summoner... For the whole game, right? Yes. Since so, it has been here. Yep. Yeah, you have witnessed everything. <laughs> what was your journey? Because I, I mean, like, it has been a whole thing, right? And I know, like, even in Stormblood, people were using it and you could get massive damage, but yeah. it had the most insane rotation of all. Like, the stuff you had to do pre-pull was bonkers. Like, it was completely ridiculous. It's I took one look at it and I was like, nope, I'm going to nope right out that. And then I never yeah. touched it again until Shadowbringers. So give us your journey through Summoner. <laughs> sure. Well, so I started 2.0. Like, I played Warrior for a very short time. And then I started raiding, um, actually, with both Monty and Zen in your group, right? I don't think yeah, Monty so. was there yet. No, I think it was, yeah, I think it was in the second group or something. And yeah. I just randomly went into Twintani as a Summoner, and it was weird. But 
Um, Summoner at the beginning, I I really miss it <laughs> a little bit. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that they added to it, but and, and a lot of it's fun. I mean, Bahamut, who can say no to Bahamut? Right. We're going to say no to Bahamut later on for reasons, but that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like the, that original Summoner, especially when we could cast Thunder, oh boy, those days. Those mm. were heady days where you could take, <laughs> you could have an extra dot. Um, but like 2, or 2.0 was fine. I mean, it was, it was still a little bit more complicated, but I don't think it was the most complicated at the time. I'm not entirely sure what job was. It may have been Monk back then. Yeah. I think it was Monk back then. Um, At least the learning curve for Monk. People going, I have to do what? How many times with this? Yeah, okay. Exactly. Like, what? Um, and then, oh man, Heaven's Word was Bahamut. I do believe, right? No, Stormblood was Bahamut. Yes. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah Heaven's yeah. Word was Dreadworm Trance. I do believe. <laughs> yeah. Have something called Bahamut, but don't get him. Yeah. So you you kind of channeled him a little bit. And Dreadworm Trance is a really cool, you know, like, idea, and it, it works pretty well, and it worked very well then. Um, you know, kind of going into this trance, which is, you know, like, Final Fantasy Nine heads, you know? Like, that sounds great. Um, and you know what? I don't really even remember much of a problem with Heavenward Summoner. It was complicated. It was. You know, you have a strict timeline, and you can't mess that up, um, or else you but will cry. streamlined... I feel like no, it was absolutely not. No, okay. <laughs> I mean, it it, it in compared to now. You just made it seem streamlined. Yeah, compared to now, because there's only one thing that you had to balance. Because I think the thing that to know about Summoner is I'm gonna all these things that got added are still here. Dreadworm Trance is still there. Bahamut's still there. Phoenix is still there. That's a lot, you know. Like, yeah. and that's why it seems so hard to start. But like, yeah, Heaven's Word. I I had a lot of fun. I mean the. The end of 1.0, or 1.0, 2.0 sucked. Uh, the last coil of Bahamut sucked as a summoner because you had no MP. And if you raise, good luck. Um, but, you know, that's just the way that it was. But, like, Stormblood is where it gets really, really interesting and complicated. Because once you can start summoning Bahamut and learning about how stupid pets are. I don't know. The pets are really <laughs> dumb in this game. Like, really, really stupid. I, I don't think I have to tell anyone who plays Summoner that, and a little bit of Machinist, a little bit. That pet works a little bit better, but hmm. there were so many times where it's like, summon Bahamut, but then wait. Wait, what do you mean? But wait. But why wait? Oh, because when he comes out, he doesn't immediately react. Oh, so that means if I cast a spell, he'll just lose it? Yeah. Oh, so how long do I wait? Eh, 1.5 seconds-ish. Wait, what? Don't worry, you'll get used to the timing. <laughs> like that that summoner that oh. really is summoner constantly um, i mean that that's really the way that it is and it's it's easier now it, one of the things about summoner that you can see is that summoners have the biggest theory crafting community <laughs> i think I, i'm pretty sure i don't want to say that definitively but there's a large group and they're the ones that you always hear there's a 30 page document you know on summoner Hey, you got to read this. Here's the primer. Hey, this is the stopgap primer before the, uh, you know, uh, the patch comes out before it changes everything, you know. Um, so Summoner is just wildly changing at all times. And I, I, I think that's part of the reason why I like and hate it, but like it more than I hate it. I don't know. 
uh, you know, we're talking about main journeys and like all the way through that, every single time I tried to play something else. <laughs> like 2.0, I played Dragoon for a while. Yeah. Um, and I was like, this is way more fun, but also it doesn't bring rays. Hmm. So, I mean, maybe, and I can do more damage on Summoner, so I'll go back to it. Heaven's Word, I was like, hmm, well, Dra- Dragoon's even cooler now. No, I, I gotta, you know, like, I, I go back to Summoner. Just, I don't know, maybe it's because I know it more, or I'm willing to deal with the craziness. And it's, it's honestly not that bad. I do want to say that. Like, it gets a worse rap. It is crazy. But you can learn it. It's just like Monk mm-hmm. or Ninja, you know? You can. It's just, it's just that thing. It just, it, uh, you have a job that just kind of clicks with you, maybe even on yes. like a subconscious level. It's like, that. that's yeah. my thing. Like, and even with, with you know, I've, I've definitely been playing way more Machinist now, but every so often yeah. I'm like, I should go back and gear up my Dragoon a little bit because mm-hmm. it's Dragoon. Like, come on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Your baby. But, yeah, there's, there's so many eccentricities and I, I don't, I don't, I can't even start talking about summoner in a way that makes sense other than to say that even now like even now in shadowbringers you know this patch it is still ridiculous to deal with the pets at all times like it's a job where if you and this happens to me a lot in like shiva or something like that i'm doing my opener and i'm doing things and you know i've pressed these buttons but the pet still has to do them and so there's moments where uh, it's like the first bit of Shiva where you're like, it's behind or front and you have to go towards one side or the other because she's going to do the whole go to one side or the other, right? Everything is timed exactly. The, this is one of the things that I like about Summoner. But like right at that moment, I could be at three or four charges of Ruin 4 because my pet just hasn't done it yet. Done the thing that gives me the charge. So I'll sit there and go, okay. I have like a second. I hope it pops up now because if I summon Bahamut, that pet's going to go away and it won't do the ability that got me the stack. Mm-hmm. So it's like, uh, okay, so I'll just wait. Okay, cool. So there's a lot of clunk. I don't like saying clunk, but there's a lot of these little, yeah, you know, like you have to change gears and, you know, the gear shift is a little stuck and the clutch, you know, like sticks to the bottom. I've never driven a car, but this is what I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> it's just, I don't know, but... Since we're talking about Summoner, then I will get on my soapbox and say, please separate it from Scholar. Please. But, but, but wait till the next expansion, because I still need yeah. to get that healer roll quest in, and I plan to do that <laughs> leveling Summoner. So if you can just hold off on that. It's like, all you need to know about Summoner and Scholar, not going into a dissertation, is Summoners, when, when you summon your pet, it's instant and costs nothing. Scholar, it's a cast time, and it... what. Why is that a different? Why did you do? Why? What? But they're the same spell. They're literally called the same thing. Those two are so weird, and the fact that they haven't <sighs> yeah. separated them at this point is actually baffling to me. I, or the, I, I mean, the fact it. that they level together is baffling to me. So everything weird. about it is bizarre because it's not like Red Mage is technically white magic and black <laughs> yeah. magic from like, the Lord, <laughs> right? And you have studied both of them to learn the way of the red mage. So why don't all three of them level simultaneously? It's like, like look, if my white mage is at cap and my black mage isn't, shouldn't I get more of that that white mana when I'm mm-hmm. doing my? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, it's very, it's very weird. Yoshida right now is just like, oh my god. <laughs> it's weird that this one remnant of like a thing that it seems like they wanted to do at some point and then decided they didn't want to do 
with like branching classes, you know, or like classes yeah. that share this like fundamental root. Like they obviously have moved away from that. So it's yeah. very weird that they aren't separated. And it's also very weird that there are some like strange inconsistencies between the two where like one can do one I thing mean, and then the other can't. Look, all I'm saying is back in 1.0, everybody in the Arcanist Guild had these really weird like bagpipe looking things and now they use books. <laughs> I'm not going to rant about how I hate books as a, a weapon, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it's, it's, and it hurts both classes or both jobs. And it, it really does. Like part of the, the problem with Scholar has always been they had access to these dots, you know, like that they were the damage dealing healer, yeah. you know, before Astrologen existed. And it wasn't because of anything they got. It was because of the stuff that they had because Arcanist had or because Summoner needed it in the future. Yeah. Why would why would you keep it? You got to change it. Like, I, I don't know when or how or why. Yeah. But. And I don't know. Yeah, it's very weird. It, and it's, it's, I don't, I'm not sure why they haven't exactly changed that yet either. And especially too with like the boost potions, like even if you buy yeah. a boost, you get both classes unlocked yeah. because I, they just unlock. Um, so it's like, why are you even like, it's, it's just very weird. All of that is so weird. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure we'll talk more about it too when we get into Scholar with Healers. Um, all of this to say, it's funny because I think like Red Mage, you know, has maybe had some things that, even now, like, because it's a newer class, we're all mm -hmm. kind of looking at, like, how is it going to develop? Summoner has obviously had a long journey yeah. and a whole bunch of things that have happened. And then there's Black Mage, which we haven't talked about, like, at all. Because it only gets better. Yeah. I was going to say, we start with, this is a very great rotation, and it gets a little bit more complicated, but it's still a rotation. And we added some spikes, but it's still the same freaking rotation. It's <laughs> Yeah. It, it is amazing to me, like... The, watching the progression of Black Mage, like, because now I I don't know what, what real problems they have other than having to do the mechanics. And that's the problem that we all have. Like, I don't, I don't know. I, you I know, mean, I asked some people and they're like, yeah, it's pretty okay. I mean, you have to know the fight, but that's about it. Well, they, yeah, all they yeah. do is like get a little bit more complicated rotation. And then Essie is like, oh, that seems hard. Here's something to move better so you don't actually have to move. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. Black Mage is one of those classes that I think definitely tests like your knowledge and mm -hmm. strategy, yes. which is great. And I love that because yes, please give me classes again that do something different, right? Like let me make decisions to, you know, yeah. adjust in the best way. Or in the case of Black Mage, let me learn a fight so well that I know how to fit my kit into it. Like yes. this is a puzzle, you know, and I love it. Um, but it is like, as somebody who just leveled through all of Black Mage, uh, trying to get a Morrow Mount, this has been my project. Mm -hmm. um, Black Mage is just about everything that I don't like in casters because I don't like not being able to move and mm -hmm. I don't like having to turret. And I, oh my gosh, it drove me crazy because yes, the rotation is like, it builds, right? Yeah. So I think that Black Mage out of all of them from my outside perspective, um, it has been the most consistent across the board. Yeah. It, it may not have, like, the biggest changes, the biggest, most ridiculous thing that you get. You don't get, like, a robot made of fire. Like, yeah. it's not, like, anything really happens. You're the robot made of fire. Yeah, it's, like, you get a bigger explosion and you can move a little now. And it's, like, yeah. great, fine, great. But um, power leveling it oh. was so frustrating, like, as I was trying to go through content. Because at certain level breaks, you have, like, the same iteration of the same skills over yeah. and over and over. 
but you like it's not like they just convert on the icon so i kept like oh half my bar is gone again yep. dang it which one of the fire ones we fire th five three two fire two fire <laughs> do i have two fire now <laughs> which an one? option <laughs> <laughs> How many, how many of these do I have and which yeah. version of this rotation am I doing? Because like yeah. the spells are faintly, they're like similar, but not. And some are open and some are not. And then sometimes you get this proc, but sometimes you don't at certain breaks, right? But yeah. like getting to the final portion, I felt like, yeah, this feels like a good natural evolution. And yet I do feel like out of all of the classes in Shadowbringers, they didn't really get that like wow them yeah. they and red mage didn't get like the wow thing you know where like they didn't get their fiery robot yeah like they didn't get this ability or thing that visually at least or you know thematically everybody was like oh dang like they can't it's not like meteor it's not like you know what i mean so yeah. i'm curious like it seems like it plays so well but i none of us really like main black mage right so i yeah. i don't know how people feel about not having that big like you, you get the you get that Shadowbringers vid job video, right? You get the, yeah. the Automaton Queen for the Machinist. You get the Phoenix for Summoner. And Black Mage is just like George Costanza laying there with like his ley lines like, yeah. I still got these. I, I honestly <laughs> feel like the type of person who likes Black Mage does not necessarily care about all of that. They just mm -hmm. want to rain fire down from the yeah. heavens, right? Mm. Yeah. And I don't... Honestly, I don't think that they... They don't need anything but bigger fire spells, really. You know, bigger ice spells. You know, like your fire, or yeah. you know, meteor things ancient like that. Magic, yeah, ancient magic. Give us flood. You know, mm -hmm. like better flood. <laughs> don't don't give us freeze again. You know, because freeze is useful. Um, I mean, it's more useful now. They even yeah. fixed that. They even fixed yeah. freeze. How do you fix freeze and still leave summoner with a physic that uh, gives four hundred MP back or HP back when you heal someone with physic? Like what is happening? Why do you have that? I because scholar. Scholar, <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> oh, Can I just take a second to say that physic is the most useless? I think it is the most useless ability in game. Because at least I can still use sleep and Eureka sometimes when people yeah. overpull mobs. But physic, it's like if you use this, literally you have wasted your time. <laughs> literally wasted it. Like, if it was on Red Mage, you could cast it to then cast something else fast. Like, th there's no use. But, like, to me, Black Mage with the original design, the uh, fire and ice, such a great idea. It's, it's amazing. So you build on that. And they just kept building on it. And they saw the problems. Like, okay, it's hard to be mobile. Well, you have Swiftcast. Swiftcast wasn't enough. We'll give you Ethereal Manipulation. That wasn't enough. We'll give you the way to get back to your ley lines. That wasn't enough. We'll give you triple cast, right? Like, Pat mentioned, uh, Black Mage's finishers are instant now. So there's that. Yeah, like there's mm -hmm. there's there's nothing wrong. Like I don't, I don't, you know, I don't play it in raid. But if I did, I don't think that I would have to change anything from the way that I play Summoner, other than to teleport. That's it. Like, because yeah. Summoner has to learn the fight in the same way. You know, you're a turret for part of the rotation. And you have to time that right. You know, and you have a very rigid two-minute cycle that you have to time right. I'm going to say it. That's harder than playing a Black Mage. I'll, I'll raid on it in Shiva and see. But I'm going to say that that's probably harder than 
than having to do just one of the two, you know? Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. And, um, uh, you know, Chats brought this up a couple times, too. Um, yeah, you, Black Mage is Yoshida's main. So yes. yeah. there's probably a reason that it feels yeah. as good and as I it don't, does. I don't want to be the <laughs> mad summoner main, because I'm not actually mad about it. Because that they're supposed to be a Black Mage, and that's what they're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And I think that they knocked it out of the park with Black Mage so well that I want them to take those people and put them on some of the other jobs and go, hey, can you think of some ideas to make this as at least fully featured as Black Mage? Because it's not easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, I mean, even even a couple of months ago, you were sitting here like, you should probably nerf Summoner a little bit. <laughs> yeah, just because the damage output that can be done. And they did nerf it a very little mm-hmm. bit. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, it's not even really, I mean, it's Dots, which there, there could be a whole Summoner show because Dots are just dumb. Like, you, you hard cast them once every, like, two minutes nowadays. Like, yeah. why, what? <laughs> so I could just hit Try Disaster. So yeah. it's it's like they keep for a lot of other classes they keep adding things and removing them but I don't know if there was it feels like Black Mage had this planned the whole time or like they had a better reaction to the problems and I don't know why um and I don't yeah. know how to get that for the other jobs but Black Mage like man if if you like the cast and you want to play 14 you like Black Mage or Red Mage if you want an, a, a slightly easier time. I would never recommend Summoner. But, you know, like, <laughs> you have those too. I mean, it's the same way. You wouldn't really recommend Bard. Right? I mean, you might. I mean, I might I honestly tell somebody to play all three and see which just clicks with them. Right. But, but you wouldn't just say, oh, you like that, you should play this. Like, if you like a caster, you probably should play Black Mage. And it's funny because, I mean... Given the option, I would probably tell people I'd lean them more towards dancer at this point. Yeah. You know what I mean? If it came between dancer and bard, and like that's not to say that bard, like this is this whole discussion, it's crazy. And I'm sure we can talk about this more at the very end oh, of yeah. everything, too. But like right now, I do feel as though we are probably in the best balanced oh, yeah. place we have ever been in. But there are still these little things, whether they're thematic or they are just these finesses or it's like an evolution or these things that are kind of there and it's it'll be really interesting to see what they do going into our next expansion because i feel like they could do very little and we would still be in a good place but um sometimes they do big changes sometimes they do very small ones so i don't know this the spellcasters feel pretty good but there are these weird things and you're right like the tie between summoner scholar is super strange uh black mage has been solid pretty much consistently but like maybe it hasn't really overturned people's play styles or surprised them maybe with the yeah. evolution you're right it feels very like strongly planned and cohesive which is good um because i think that black mages are strongly planned and cohesive yeah. <laughs> so, it kind of makes I mean, sense when right? all you do is add another fire <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's it's yeah. that oh, idea right. again right of for for each of these roles you kind of have uh i don't know as much about tank right but you have that one job that's like if you want to be a ranged DPS, this is the the ranged DPS. If you want to, you know, have some other little things to play with, we have these other classes. If you want to be a melee DPS, if you want to just do damage, here's Samurai. Enjoy. Mm-hmm. It uses a katana, and you just you just hit things and do damage. Um, 
and it's so it's interesting. They have that, you know, for each role, there's that kind of base, like, this is a healer, this is a tank, this is whatever. And then they're like, okay, and then you get some other toys over here if you want to play around a little bit more. So speaking of tanks. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Monty's like, I'm hard? still here. <laughs> no, that's all right. I'm not going to play too many different classes other than uh, tanks for the most part. Yeah, uh, isn't that the way that it goes? Yeah. Which is Probably unfortunate. For the most part. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You know, there are, there are other of our group of friends like, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll tank, which, you know, I might let them now more because since I have all my tank mounts, I'm, you know, I just don't really care. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I did start out in one or two. 2.0 mm-hmm. as Paladin. Heaven Sword was still Paladin, but I was in most of a hiatus, so I didn't really raid a whole lot in that one. And then was well, Stormblood, right? Yeah, Stormblood mm-hmm. was Warrior because I came back to the static and they had a paladin. So I was on Warrior. And then Shadowbringers, I switched to Dark Knight and then flipped it back over to I think no, in this in the Shadowbringers I was on Dark Knight. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I switched for some reason. I think it was for Blackest Night because that is oh so amazing. <laughs> but uh yeah. Um tank wise, I mean Paladins really seems to be about the same. Um the tanks now, all of the tanks are moderately good. Um, you know, your paladins and gunbreaker, their ultimates are kind of the same, but they mm. kind of not. I mean, mm. obviously gunbreaker, you're pretty much killing yourself. <laughs> or you have that moment where you're almost dead, you hit bull-eyed, and before you hit bull-eyed, but your white mage benedictions you, and then you hit <laughs> bull-eyed, and you're back down to one HP, and then everybody has a panic attack. <laughs> I see Brooke's face. <laughs> oh, then, yeah. Uh, it happens many times. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, so there's those, and then Paladin, or no, I'm sorry, Warrior and Dark Knight, they have their ish ones. I mean, they both kind of like Warrior, just kind of sit at one HP, which you can move now, which is a good addition right. instead of just oh. chaining yourself to them. So, whenever it's active, you can walk around. But mm-hmm. they're kind of essentially the same class anymore, minus the Blackest Knight, because there's someone in chat a little bit, but um, the Warrior and Dark Knight basically have internal relief or whatever it's called now, where you mm-hmm. basically just spam one move over and over again. And then so, I mean, obviously you have your different little gimmicks with each class, but essentially they play the same. Hmm. And Gunbreaker is the most, to me, is the most active. I mean, just always like something to keep going and going and going and going and going. Seems more have like a DPS rotation than some of the others. Like, well, I know I have to do this and yada, 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 and get from point A to point B from straight ABC. And then Gunbreaker is like A, B, B1, B2, B3, and then mm-hmm. C1, 2, 3, and so on and so forth. Um, but looking back on how they've changed, I actually was had a video of the Ifrit fight from E3 before 2.0 came. Mm. 
to kind of mm -hmm. look at like some of their abilities they don't have any like some of the quality of life changes like they didn't have a tank stance at level 30 <laughs> so i guess you know yeah. you didn't get it until you got your job quest yeah. and having a broader yeah. or a gladiator yeah, you're trying you to know. go through like Cutter's Cry, and maybe oh, you haven't done that. all your quests yet. And Cutter's Cry is when it was a, a original like <laughs> content. That's not necessarily an easy dungeon, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. And you don't have anything to grab hate. Yeah, that's yeah. one of like, the learning breaks for tanks. You know, like anytime I see a Sprout tank, and I'm going in there with them, um, and we get Cutter's Cry, and I'm like, "Is this your first time?" And they're like, "Yeah." I'm like, "All right, buckle in. I'm gonna help." Imagine it being worse. Yeah. <laughs> I literally cannot comprehend not having a tank stance in that dungeon. It is designed for aggro control. Like yeah, you are yeah. supposed to wrangle handling multiple mobs to aggro that. Like, how would you not have a stance during that? Even in the, uh, gosh, not, not Sestasha. What's the next one? Tamtara? Yes. Tam oh. Tamtara. Tamtara, um, yeah. You don't, you don't have, as a paladin at least, you don't have an AoE. I think the only tank at that level that had the AoE was Warrior. Yeah. There yeah. are group pulls there. Now. How do you get everything? That was so, so hard. Flash. Paladin, Flash. Yeah, paladin not having any sort of AoE aggro generation. Um, like, I started playing Paladin back in Stormblood, so I came to tanking pretty late because I did not want to do it, and I did not like it. <laughs> so <laughs> I came to it late. <laughs> I have had my own emotional journey with tanking now. And I'm there and I'm on board and I actually really like Gunbreaker. You heard it here. I actually really like the procs. But it drove me crazy that like as a paladin, yeah, everybody else could do stuff to like get groups. And then I'm over in the corner like I just have to flash powder them over and over. I, I don't have any other ability for this. Like why is this? Oh, man, it used to be it used to be like flash twice hit everything at least once and then make sure you're on the one that the DPS are on because the DPS aren't going to pay attention to what you're on. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I think I'm always uh... tab targeting. Even now, I'm always tab targeting and cycling through, uh, you know, mob generation to see who's coming up on stuff. I mean, now it doesn't really matter. Yeah. I think it's more just ingrained in my brain of, you know, constantly yeah. looking at somebody's, uh, you never know. They might take that wonderful uh, hate right. generation away from you or do yeah. something to the DPS to make it so that it's not as effective anymore. They do that kind of stuff. So just yeah. keep that habit. <laughs> yeah, I definitely think that some of those changes coming into Shadowbringers were good. Like, this is what's tough, right? Because, again, like we've talked about this, each class you do want to have, you want to have something that makes them feel like I am playing this and not this. And yet there were some weird discrepancies in some of the tanks where it was like, well, if I have to do this foundational thing in this party, I need at least the same basic tools. So mm -hmm. like actually getting some of those things brought on board, especially for like Paladin and, you know, different classes where everybody had a little bit of the same kit on one hand made it a little, a little bit nicer, especially if you're learning one versus the other early on. But it also kind of did make it feel like, I think we lost a little bit of identity. I, and like warrior, I think is really struggling in that boat yeah. um, because, like, again, they the whole inner release idea is so good, but I don't really know if like it feels as though you really are unleashing some kind of berserker, like inner chaos, like creature, right? I just don't know if it feels like that when you play it. 
Paladin, on the other hand, its spell casting always felt real question mark. What is happening? I guess I, <laughs> I cast spells now. But like with Shadowbringers, I did feel as though that spell casting component with some of the stuff they added and changed, it feels more cohesive. It feels more like, yes, now I do my spell thing and I've got all this stuff to make it easier and faster. And like, I liked that change. Um, but I mean, yeah, it's Gunbreaker does feel as though it's far more dynamic than a lot of the others and far more, it has more just character to the way you play it, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. yeah. Paladin definitely has some good flow with, you know, using Requiesce and then using your casting abilities now and then finishing off, then going back into your melee rotation. And it also helps line it up for like, if you're raiding, you know, and you have to be away from the boss. And if you're be able to do that, you know, you can cast, still put in some damage, right? Um, the one thing I hated most about tanking was stance dancing. Mm. Like, you know, you throw on your stance, then you build hate, but then you turn it back off so you can do more. And then on warrior, you just straight, you don't even turn it on and you just <laughs> hit internal release and you just hammer the crap out of everything in your path. And yeah. that was really, that was a good feel for warrior because you just, you just straight rage everything and you just beat the living snot out of it. And now it's just kind of like, I mean, I'm glad that you don't have to stand stance anymore because now you just really shirk everybody when you need to. But, mm -hmm. you know, that that's a good. It seems like a lot thing. of people actually miss that, though. So that might be yeah. like a just a personal play style thing. Yeah, I personally, I, I, I miss the idea of it. I did not take uh, very much after Heaven's Word, but uh, I don't know. It, it seems like if it had been done more cohesively, stance dancing would have been pretty good for certain jobs. It was just a pain in the ass. Like, oh well, I, yeah. I got rid of my, my one stance, and now everything I just did over there is kind of useless. But at least I needed it for this part of the fight. Yay! Yeah, it's. To me, it feels like Astrologen. Like, they were like, you know, yeah, that's kind of annoying. Like, you got to think about your cards. You know what? Let's just remove it. Let's just get rid of it. You know, let's just make it so that you just press the button. Well, <laughs> I do have to argue that a little bit. Right. Because earlier, I don't think it was just that it, you know, this is something that's, like, hard or, or that, like, complicates mm -hmm. the class in a way that we want to streamline. I think it created an opportunity for disaster. Right. And that disaster opportunity was wholly because of the community's mindset again. Like we were talking about earlier, that idea of raw DPS always being the god of everything you're striving mm -hmm. for, right? Which it is not, and it's so silly. Like there are so many other ways you can be valuable to a party and really ensure success for everyone, not just your own parse, you know? Um, and I saw it time and time again a tank that read somewhere that if you wanted to optimize your DPS, you should never use tank stance. And you'd have a black mage who was like just destroying everything. Yeah. And this tank would refuse to switch like in dungeons or in whatever. And they keep yelling at the black mage to, you know, shift the aggro. And the black mage is like, buddy, I done did it every single time off cooldown you just have to tank them. Like you, yeah. if you can't maintain the aggro, you have to do the job that you have in this run. Like, and that job is tanking. And it was constantly this thing. And then people would get upset because 
you're infringing on their parse and what they need to do. But like, it's it's tough because we'll get into this too with cleric stance with healers. Oh yeah. Because on one hand, I did love, I did love cleric stance dancing. And I thought that was always something that was fun, especially coming from WoW, where healers got actively yelled at if you, mm -hmm. in most, but not all content, if you tried to DPS while you healed, right? So sure. that was fun to me to be able to try and do that and optimize and have more things to do at once. But at the same time, it also goofed all the time. Sometimes you go out of content mm -hmm. and then it appears and you're like, oops, well, oh, oh God, or it's still on because it didn't come off because it didn't trigger when you hit it because of a server mm -hmm. delay. Or even now, even with the one tank stance you have to put on, you go between content, it's off, you didn't even realize, and you're like, oh, well, okay, great. Well, <laughs> like, right. so streamlining it makes sense, but at the same time, I wish they had done something in tank rotations or in rotations to still give you a something dynamic and fun that you can kind of interact yeah. with. But I do agree that as far as aggro generation goes, like, players are too unreliable in a sense and prioritize things in a way that doesn't always conducively work towards a party goal, that it is tough to punish a party for somebody who just refuses to do a thing that will ensure they fulfill their role, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, as a tank, I am under the belief that, you know, DPS shouldn't have to hold back. You know, they go, you know, balls to the wall 100% of the time. You know, if I can't hold hate, that's on me. That's not their fault if they're pulling hate from me. You know, that's something that I should compensate to, you know, not let them die. But, you know. Right. And, yeah, you know, I didn't think about it in the same way as Cleric Stance. But there's... You you're you have made an MMO. MMOs have existed for I so long. You know how the community thinks. You know that damage is the most important thing, even if it isn't. Help us. Help ourselves. You know what I mean? Like... <laughs> What are you doing? Why would you even think that that was going to work? It's not, it's not, you know, it's not even that big of a deal. It's not on the level of the fatigue system, right? Yeah. Like, that <laughs> oh is anti, <laughs> that is completely oh, the opposite of all MMOs at all times. If you right? thought fellowships were bad. Yeah. Oh, the fatigue system really was that is legitimately why I stopped playing 1.0. As soon as I saw the video of them saying, hey, this is how it works and it will help people catch up, I was like, you have no idea what you're doing. I quit. Like, period. I'm not playing this anymore. It's not on that level. They've gotten so much better. Yeah. But, like, what is, what is that, what is that disconnect? Like, because when you take the stand stance away, you take that tool that was there for people to stand apart. So you yeah. got to put one back in. I think just something, just something. I, think I don't know. They what. did this. They did the. They took this. The stance dancing away. They made it five thousand percent easier to get mm -hmm. hate because people don't want to play a tank if they're not good yeah. at it. And mm -hmm. we needed tanks. We mm -hmm. needed people who are willing to play tanks. And it's it's honestly a shame because for the people who do really like to play tanks, are good at it, it made it kind of a snore fest. Mm -hmm. But. That's my opinion on why they would do it, just because I, we I, needed yeah. people to play tanks. I think from from the perspective of somebody that is is always playing DPS, right? Mm -hmm. I think there's that anxiety or that worry that with tanking and with healing, like you have a job to do. If you mm -hmm. don't yeah. do that job, you cannot 
complete whatever content you're in. If you're a DPS and you're kind of eh, the other DPS or the other ta- or the tank or the healer can help make up for that, right? If you if you don't know your rotation and you're just hitting one all the time, it could still work out. If you're on a healer or a tank and you're not keeping hate or you're not healing, everybody's gonna die. <laughs> so yeah. there's that you know that that pressure I think that comes with that. Like I I got Gunbreaker to, to eighty uh, I don't know a month or two ago, um, and I remember just running like one dungeon and I like somebody pulled hate and I didn't notice and they're like oh my god folk and I felt like the worst player mm. in the world because of it. So I think mm-hmm. there's definitely that there's that kind of anxiety or worry about it that you can do if you have that anxiety when you go into a dungeon. You're like hey. I'm new to this. I don't necessarily know what I'm doing. If you notice something that I can do better, please tell me. And then people won't be afraid to speak up and tell you and won't be sitting there the whole time going, oh, this guy sucks. Why is he so bad? They'll be like, oh, right. They're new. I need to tell See, them. But, but I'm I'm on the, the, the thought line of like, I hope I'm good enough. I don't want to mess up. I don't want them to know that I'm new. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, yeah. I want to just be get rid of, and we'll become just... humble, my friend. Humble yourself. <laughs> you have to drop it and go. But at the same time, your party can help you too. And like, yeah. that's the thing, yeah. right? Like, whenever I'm taking new tanks through stuff, I'll always say to the party, if you have one guy on you, don't just stand there letting this thing hit you mm-hmm. in the middle of nowhere. Like, come run up to the tank because they do yeah. have a lot of like aggro and AOE generation. Especially, especially with Emnity. That's like a group thing. Like, yes, the tank is supposed to maintain that and everything, but like, Everybody, you know, everybody's got, you know, abilities that will, you know, decrease enmity and all this kind of like work together. That's, you know, yes, the the priority of handling that is on the tank, but, you know, you can do (laughs) things too. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody Um, in chat earlier was mentioning uh, that that particular situation. You're alone. You're out in the corner by yourself. Something is murdering you and you're running away because for some reason you think running away from the mob is going to help. No, go to the tank and be like, this is. No. Yeah. Yeah. Run, run right up to the tank. This thing's picking on me. Can you deal with it? And yeah. Yeah. Again, you can all work together towards a goal as opposed to like trying to point fingers at one person or refuse to adjust what you're doing because of X, Y, Z. Right. Um, Even if, even if the tank doesn't at any point realize what's going on, if you put that mob next to them, they're yep. probably AOE they're generating hate. Yeah. Just yeah. There's it. a fair chance they'll just hit it anyway, even if they don't necessarily oh, yeah. notice that it's happening. And, you know, for some people, too, and I think for people like me that do DPS and that are trying tank stuff out, right, there's that little little thing on the side, right, that shows all the mobs and the enmity and stuff. And However, you never notice no. that oh. as much as maybe you should. Okay. There was a cap on that. Yeah, well, that's, that's true. true. That, that is that true. Last- Pull yeah. on our one well, that new dungeon we got right mm. where the it spawns the, the mob. Right? I forget the name of it too. Where it keeps spawning the mobs because they're summoning and break them open. I do yeah. all that mostly in one pull, and there is not enough lists there to spawn everything. <laughs> right. yeah. I think yeah. I have everything, and most of the time I do. But sometimes it's like, oh, this person's getting hit. I don't have everything. <laughs> right. Yeah. One thing that I I'm curious about. Right. So. Coming into Shadowbringers, obviously we lost the tank stances, which was one way that people would use to delineate uh, main tank, off tank. And when they started talking about tanks coming into Shadowbringers, there was this discussion about each tank getting abilities that would allow them to almost support the efforts of the main tank when they were off tanking. 
And I remember at the time, like this is before they really went into all the details. It was like a little offhanded line that I just, I think I interpreted this way, right? At the time I was like, oh, that's cool. Oh, I like that. Like, what if you have something? Like, what if they've retooled the fights so that like in the content where you have like the two tanks, like some of the hits might be so strong that like you have to use this thing to help them defensively or like you have this thing that supports or like reinforces what they're doing. Um, and I feel like we saw a, like a little bit of them trying to rework how they sort of have that main tank off tank relationship in Shadowbringers. We even have a few mechanics like in the current raid, oh, the, the Idol of Darkness, um, where like you may, depending on what you get targeted with, have to both share that beam yeah. or like there mm -hmm. are things where like obviously as through most of the raids, you do have to work yeah. together as main tank off tank. But I was really curious if they were going to like really strengthen that role so that you didn't feel as though as an off tank you were just dpsing as a tank except for when you need well, to swap. And, and remember square enix was curious about that too because up until at least the paris fan fest they still didn't know if they were making that distinction talking yeah. about like oh you're getting another tank because we're not sure how to balance the healers but also we don't know what the hell we're doing with tanks but we're getting a new tank like so they, okay they, i feel like they <laughs> kind of added it a little not like a lot, but at least mm -hmm. two of the tanks have an ability where it's like a shield or a region that you can put on someone else. And that someone yeah. else could be the main tank. Does it ever work mm -hmm. that but way, Monty? For what? For any of those, like, you so know, like, like uh, do you ever oh, put yeah, your yeah, region yeah. on Yukari, for example? Uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, it's it's that DPS mentality of I shouldn't have to target somebody else. I should. <laughs> Most of the time, I have that macroed in if I'm going to use it, so I know. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I really think that the dot on Gunbreaker or the heal is so minimal. Very like, small. you know, mm -hmm. both our healers like two heals, and they're like all of what that would do. Mm -hmm. Um. And... Black and seems to be the most well broken, but also the most. Yeah actual like <laughs> i can remember many times like especially with some of the mechanics that they've put in this tier where like you just cannot rescue somebody like oh my god shiva why can i not rescue somebody that's been yeah. stunned yes why, yes why do i even <laughs> have rescue <laughs> if i can't rescue the boys that got stunned into safety like i don't i don't understand yeah. it but i have yeah. seen cases where like black as night or you know things kind of like that actually will save somebody's life before a mechanic that you have to have them alive for. Mm -hmm. so the favorite that. thing about Blackest Night is in dungeons, hearing my buddies here be like, oh, it didn't break! Yeah, Because <laughs> the stuff in dungeons yeah. aren't strong enough to break it. Yeah. Like when we were running Andapur, and I would hit Blackest Night on myself, it would dispel before the boss could break it. And it was like, come on, <laughs> I'm like trying to break this, and then... Blackest Night is one of the things that I do have macroed to the tank or whoever I'm else with. And I've actually thought about re-going back to um, Dark Knight just because you know, I enjoy playing it. But uh, I've been waiting for a weapon, which that's not happened yet either. Yeah. So, um, Everything but what we need. Yeah, right. We've gotten, well, we've gotten two time. dancer chakrams now. Yeah. So we, did, we got a dance weapon and we got a white mage cane. Yeah. So we're we're ahead of our normal curve, right? <laughs> usually, usually we just get like ninja daggers, like three sets of those. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And there was a comment that Twilight Fall made of 
people that constantly spam provoke mm. and it's like mm -hmm. you know i've been trained from use provoke and emergency something's out there you provoke it you know just you know it's there for basically only when you need it and Oops. now i mean i see a lot of pug tanks they just constantly provoke which i mean they've changed provoke a little bit apparently but mm -hmm. It's still plus. I think other mentalities of like you provoke well, a from... lot in WoW and mm -hmm. yeah. other so games, I think you just constantly provoke. Mm -hmm. And so I yeah. think some of that some of people coming over from those games, like mm -hmm. oh, I've got provoke, I always have to provoke, right? So it's not yeah. like it's more kind of a learning that how Read it your is. Tips. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, especially in eleven, that was a, a big thing. As as a mm -hmm. you know was mentioned in the chat. I mean, gosh, I never I never did tanking in eleven, but I can remember like papers written about the different types of enmity because it wasn't just yes. enmity. There was different types of enmity, and this is what this you know provoked worked on this one, and it's just it's crazy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I do have one question. Unless then, would you like to? No, go? no, go ahead. Okay, living dead. <laughs> Everybody keeps talking about superbolide giving healers just a heart attack. I don't care about superbolide. Whatever. Yeah. Your, health, your health drops down. It's fine. I can heal you. Your ability is not going to inherently kill you. Living Dead, has it changed at all since it was released? Is it the same as it was when Dark Knight was introduced to the game? I, I honestly don't know, which is why I'm asking. I think it's still the same. But the best thing to do is when you play chicken with your white mage and optimize your uptime <laughs> on your living dead to make sure that you get healed in those last two seconds of living dead <laughs> so I, that you have mul multiple, you know, stuff. I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> I hate it. Stupidest ability. <laughs> it just, it's yeah. like, I, it's so, it's so funny because on one hand, I totally get it's the longest look. We'll go rational on this, right? It's the longest of all of the like, oh crap, tank buttons. It can sustain through massive amounts of damage and be a huge asset. I hate the way that it like bizarrely puts so much responsibility on everybody else to finesse around this, like, this ability. And as a white mage who for most of this tier had to babysit a dark knight through it, it just like, Every single time, I was like, this is makes me so mad. I like, I hate that you have to have a macro to tell me one second before mm -hmm. you want me to hit you with Benny so you can optimize your up and all the stuff. Like, it just drove me nuts because then you're like basing your whole place out, your cast times, your everything around waiting to Benny the Dark Knight. And yeah. it's like, it just, oh my gosh. It's one of those abilities that I feel like is weirdly punishing in a way that I would love to see changed in the future. Because, like, none of the other ones are as punishing as that. And even with Gunbreaker taking you down to, like, very low health, as long as somebody gets a heal on you, you are fine by the time that comes off. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you don't have to, like, sit on this thing. Plus, the fact that sometimes Living Dead, if... Like your healer is healing, like you've got your co-healer or whatever, who's not responsible for healing. And they're out in the middle of nowhere and they're doing AOE heals because there's been some sort of damage. And it just ticks you high enough that living dead will murder you. Like <laughs> it, every time, it, <laughs> I cannot stand how it functions. <laughs>
And it's so, it's so weird to me. Like, I don't know yeah, why yeah. That's one thing that hasn't changed when so much else about the tanks has become more convenient. Yeah, there was um, a strat for Titania from uh, the tether that you had to do in the extreme version that mm. a Dark Knight could potentially take all the tethers with using living. Didn't like it. Oh, jeez. But, yeah. But it was a pain. And I've actually only been killed by Bolide one because <laughs> I accidentally hit Bolide when uh, Garuda, Ifrit, or Raptopaska, whatever one of those three did their <laughs> AOE, and it fat fingered right when it did it because it drops you, and then it does the it gives you the invulnerable yeah. like that split second. So with server ticks, I just straight died. So, <laughs> so an accident, an accident. Yeah, yeah. I was. Uh... Yeah. I was using a little site called Gamerscape.com. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of it. I think I've heard of that. Uh, to go to the wiki to see, you know, the changes over time in Living Dead? No. Just formatting. That's it. No changes since it was first added to the game. I don't, I don't really see anything. Uh, they did make it more readable. <laughs> That's about it. That's uh, good. People probably, I mean, there are plenty of people out there who probably don't have the same vendetta that I do against Living Dead. It is. But uh, I'm sure there are a lot of them, dude. Yeah. yeah. I think you, you poll healers, yeah. and I would guess over 50% easily. <laughs> easily. Well, and it's so tough because it really is the only, like, here's the thing, and I've witnessed this over and over and over again. Titania is a perfect example. I mean, I call her Titania or Titania because in Shakespeare, that's how we always said it when I was yeah, doing I it. Um, but the problem is, is that in Warframe, she's Titania because she's named after the planet and every time yeah. it kills. Yep. So, Titania. Um, that was a big strat that a lot of pugs used. But there were also a lot of people coming in for the first time to play because they wanted to, you know, go through the content. And there were a lot of healers who just didn't know. They just don't know that that's how Living Dead works. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's the only one that does behave like that. And there was so much chaos because people would heal too soon, you die. People healed too late, you're dead. People healed like, and every time, like, I would watch parties wipe and wipe and wipe. And I'd be going, what's going wrong with this? Like, if I wasn't doing healing myself, I was like, what is going wrong with this? And finally, it started dawning on me, oh my gosh, it's when we have dark nights in the party. And so I started saying to people in chat, you need to, you have to time it because you, do you know how Living Dead works? And people had no idea because mm -hmm. yeah. especially coming off of Stormblood when Dark Knight was the, the black sheep of all the tanks that nobody played because Warrior had DPS for days yeah. and and had so much defensive stuff and also could do some really strong dps like nobody knew or they forgot or they just didn't realize so it's very weird to have this one ability that is so dependent especially at a crucial moment on you having somebody in the party that knows how that functions who does not play that class and then who also has something to respond to it right like Having that Benny that you just save because you see the Dark Knight and you know that's how this goes, right? Mm -hmm. Or or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. um, it's such a weird thing. And like, I don't, I don't know. It's, I don't know. I have a lot of feelings about it, obviously. <laughs> it's just, it's such a hidden mechanic, you know? Like, it just, nothing tells you this at all yes. anywhere for a healer. For for other things, like, okay, home gang. Kind of self-explanatory. Yeah. You know, like... Most of the other ultimates are just like, okay, they, uh, they don't die. I, I don't know. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. 
But this one, they don't die, and then they die, and no one understands why. Like they should just expand me, the tooltip for it. Yeah, you know, t- me, t- explain I, the ability, and then say, uh, you know, please make a macro to you know apologize yes. to your healer. Uh, we'll also <laughs> automatically uh, give uh, um, uh, commendation to healer that that yeah. caps you off. <laughs> that saves you. <laughs> yeah, it's very yeah. funny because I do think it's one of those abilities that. Like, and this might just be like a vast sweeping statement, right? That like somebody who's tanking as a Dark Knight might love because it does present these really unique opportunities or like just slightly better opportunities, but somebody who is responding to it will find very annoying. And like, none of the other abilities really do that for me. I know a lot of people hate Superbolide. Maybe, maybe it's because I've been on White Mage this tier as opposed to Astrologian back in Stormblood. Um, but I have so much in my kit as a white mage that Superbolide does not phase me in the least. I'm like, I can tetra you. I can even just hit you within a size. You're going to be fine. I can use a lily on you. Calm down. You don't need my Benny. I'll use it on that DPS who ran into the AoE. Like, it just, yeah. <laughs> it's one of those things where it doesn't phase me. But mm. Living Dead has been a unique challenge for me this tier. And I've seen a lot of other people grapple with it who just mm. weren't as familiar. Yeah. Mm. So when we, uh, yeah. when we saw the initial uh, tooltips at the media tour for mm-hmm. all the tanks, and everyone was like, oh no, every tank is exactly the same now. Holy shit. Uh, I do think that they did make the basics of each class very uniform in a way that we don't see in the other jobs. Um, again, that's probably the whole, we need tanks, let's make it simple Uh I personally, as somebody who doesn't play tank a lot, kind of like that because mm-hmm. I can go from one tank to the next and be like, this is the same as, okay, I know how to play this job. But I do mm-hmm. feel like they still have those other half of the abilities where it it does still give them an identity. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, Monty, as somebody who plays all of the tanks, mm-hmm. what do you think about that? Do you think they still keep their personal uh, identities with that uniformity? Not really a whole lot. I mean, okay. I think each. I mean, me personally. I mean, it's, I think each um, tank has a niche that somebody wants, right? You know, Paladin because they have hollow ground. That's it, right? <laughs> um, you know, Healing. Gunbreaker has Bolide, and you know, each one has their own little thing. But I feel that most of the tanks are really similar. Right. Okay. So you think and, that uniformity is overwhelming? Yeah. I mean, I okay. think they're pretty much mostly the same, minus what buttons you're pushing and, you know, which way you're going with it. I mean, I feel like Gunbreaker is the most interactive, you know, just from going through your charges. Uh, you know, like I said earlier, Dark Knight and Warrior, they feel the same when I leveled them. And then Paladin, I, haven't been on too much, but it's still kind of paladin with Requiem changing a little bit. Um, but you also have to think is that we're getting more and more new players into the game, and they have to make tanks more attractive to them. So I really think in any MMO that you have the people like me that play a tank in every single MMO, pretty much. Because that's just something that you do, like, you know, from a healer standpoint, you know your if you're a healer and one. 
Yeah, if you if you're a healer <laughs> in one game or one MMO, most of the time you're a healer in a lot of them, right? And so they're trying to make this easier for people to try and pick up, which it is definitely easy to keep hate on a tank now as long as you have your stance on. They're pretty much almost glued to you for the whole duration. You're a shining beacon of anger-causing ability. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like with the tanks, sort of our earlier discussion about fights almost and or what like is in the game, the content in the game, sort of molding in this like weird reverse way the actual classes that we get or changes that we get to the classes. Mm-hmm. Like tanks over time getting to this point where they are fairly uniform, they can all fundamentally do the same thing, does feel like it was very much a direct response to that, right? Like initially yeah. with Dark Knight, I feel like it was intended to be, right? Like the magical damage reduction class. Like you you were all about sort of like the stuff with magic and, and how you could sort of reduce that. But then we got to this point where it wasn't like the stuff in the game actually really, really, really needed a magic specific tank that like, you know, would would really be dealing with that magical element. Paladin has that strong defensive bend to it where, I mean, you have that idea of the holy warrior, right? But even in 14's lore, paladins are a little bit different. They're closer Mm -hmm. to knights almost initially because you're supposed to be like working in service of this thing. And and that magical bend does get introduced, but it gets introduced a little bit later. And it was clunky for a long time until we got some recent changes. So like the idea that you are a magical tank that could feasibly heal or have this like strong defensive or party sort of uh you know defensive helpful kind of thing is in there but again we got into the dps issue so then it's like okay well uh if they can't heal good enough or you know that's not really necessary uh, they gotta do dps and then like warrior which should be the dps tank and was and kind of reigned as like the big fell cleave monster of stormblood um then ran into this issue of like players just playing for that damage and so like all of these kind of conundrums led to the point where it was like well what should a tank do they should tank great so if we're not going to create content that specifically caters to each of these because we don't want players to feel like they have to swap tanks for each thing or they have to have like a shoehorn and there's only two of these in the party or one you know depending on what content you're doing then they all need to be able to do the same thing But it is kind of tough because I do feel like we sacrifice, especially for players who are tank mains then, some of the fun variety of playing different tanks. Like, there's stuff that they're good at, and at a given time, you're probably going to lean towards one that might be more meta or slightly better for a fight. But it's not like you pick up a new tank and you're like, oh, wow, yeah, this is so different. Oh, man, I love the way that they realize, you know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. And really, I think... Sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just going to say, to add to that, I mean... I think that, you know, they also made them more similar to get rid of the meta of raid groups. To sense. I mean, meta, meta-wise, you still want a paladin pretty much for certain, <laughs> right? Because all around, you want that extra mitigation when you need it. But, you know, everybody pretty much always took a warrior, you know, because they could fell cleave the crap out of everything, right? And then now, I think with more cohesiveness i mean damage wise i think the last i looked are still only like maybe 100 dps give or take in both directions between them played optimally question mark i'm 100 sure but you know i think it helped to get rid of you know 
oh, well, we have to have a paladin and we have to, you know, have a warrior. Well, I like playing Dark Knight. So, you know, kind of help get rid of that stuff. So do you think they, this is just a shot in the dark, tinfoil hat, if you will. Um, do you think they evened all the tanks out since they weren't sure, they, they talked about the main tank off tank thing, right? They weren't sure how to do it. Maybe they evened them all out in this expansion as like a halfway point. So in the next expansion, we actually get that main tank off tank switch thing. Do you hmm. think that that could be a possibility? I'd really like to see what they do with tanks to change them in the next expansion, because I really hope they add back into some of that more uh, to define the class, you know, mm -hmm. to make it yeah. more stand out a little more. So at this point, we just have to kind of cross our fingers and yeah, and hope yeah. that this was a step along the way to them right. dividing yeah, like them more evenly. Yeah, yeah. Built, kind of clumping it up and then hopefully through the expansion pull it or the next expansion kind of differentiate them some yeah. more. Yeah. Cross your fingers and your toes. <laughs> I think that I don't know that, that WoW showed anyone the way, but when they released Monk Tank, right with that stagger mechanic and then they brought ignore pain which is basically just a way to turn your resource into extra health for yourself basically give yourself a shield you know mm. self-shielding tank was warrior they 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 now have you know they do some damage but they have a shield and they have this ignore pain and monks have this stagger which the way that it works is you take damage but a part of it gets taken away and given to you as a dot yeah. So, like, it's you take a chunk of the damage up front, but then some of it is staggered. That's why it's called stagger. And then you have abilities to clear the stagger or, you know, like, increase the amount you convert in the stagger. Like, those two, I, like, that, that is them looking for ways to make tanks different, but still yeah. the same. And it didn't really work all that. I mean, it did work well, but monks were kind of overtuned, like, always. I don't know if it's changed now. But, yeah. like, that's what we need. We need some of that... Maybe not to the same way, but, like, paladins have a shield, obviously, right? You know, do more shield stuff, I guess. Come on, like, why not? Warriors supposed to do damage. They could ignore pain. Just saying, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Wasn't that an ability way back yeah, then? Yeah, I think okay. so. Yeah. It was It was something like that. And I'm like, yeah, that's cool. Make it more of their mechanic, you know? Like, I don't, I don't yeah. know. Like, there, there are ways to go. But I think, yeah, you were saying they want it to be simple, so... They're, I, I don't. I don't want to say that they're afraid to do it, but they haven't figured out how to do it yet. So, yeah. I think it's also Hopefully. like DPS is that it yeah. should be simple enough that an average casual player can pick it up and play it decently well. And then there should be a skill gap for, mm -hmm. you know, if you want yeah. to raid on it, you want to be, you know, first NAEU raider, gunbreaker, mm -hmm. whatever, right? But, you know, yeah. there should be, like, you know, something that people can achieve to go for instead of, I'm just like, you know, one, two, three. I like this one, outfit two, better. All right. Yeah. This is the tank I'm playing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Totally agree. So healers. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello, everybody. They all have I remember. Outfits. I remember back in the day when healers had protect and shell yes and those, those, those very very final fantasy like things yes yeah, it's they sad, don't. i'm sad they're gone 
Yeah. It's a, I feel I like they're building the group for them to be so weird. I get why they got rid of them, but it feels weird. Yeah, it's it is a little strange. Um, I started out as a healer in Heavensward, and played through on White Mage through uh, all the way up through uh, up to Stormblood, and then um, swapped over to Ast, and then swapped back to White Mage for Shadowbringers, like partway through, um, and have been doing that since. Hold on, I got a siren going by. Right when it's your turn, too. I love that. It's like, yeah. oh, they're talking about healers now. Okay, great. <laughs> Save that video editing so you don't have to worry about it. Um, so, yeah, like, I didn't really get into Scholar until recently, so I can't always speak to that one. But between Astrologian and White Mage, um, it's, pretty, it's pretty wild to me how Bard came up to us earlier as being one that has been through some pretty radical changes. But both Astrologian and White Mage have really been through the ringer as far as changes go and the way that they work. I mean, I can even remember back um, when I was doing White Mage and Heavensward, how punishing mana was then versus now. Mm. Like, it was unbelievable. You were the slowest healer. You, it took you the longest to cast stuff. It used the most resources. And you, you had to just constantly on cooldown use anything that you possibly could to get that mana back. Um, and it always was fun because it kind of felt like playing playing with fire a little bit. Like, mm-hmm. will I have enough mana? I don't know. We'll see. And that was kind of fun in its own way. Um, and terrible. Still had to use uh, ethers at that point. Yes. I know that was like the the constant thing that the healers were using at that point. Yeah, it I was. I don't crazy. know if they still do. I I don't hear about it anymore. That's for sure. It was it was pretty it was pretty tough. And then Astrologian at release was a nightmare from what I hear. Uh, I didn't pick it up until after I think some of the very initial changes had been done. But at release, wasn't it? It was just disastrously balanced. Nobody played. like It was a complete mess. It was fun. It was still fun in the way that it was up until Shadowbringers. But it was kind of useless next to the other two healers. Like it, it didn't have the potency. It didn't have the range. It really just didn't add up to being either of the other two. And it was kind of like, well, you're cool. You do damage. You add extra damage to people. Sometimes that's, you can sit in the corner. You're not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Scholar was literally a DPS monster between cleric mm-hmm. stance and all the other stuff going on with the Heavensward raids. Um, so that was a whole thing. And then it was, it was pretty interesting, I think, just witnessing Astrologian change. Because, and we we all, I think, at least Zen and I have our feelings and thoughts on this. But mm-hmm. The cards with Astrologian are probably one of the most recent changes and the lilies with White Mage. Like, both of those were pretty huge things. Um, The cards with Astrologian, in theory, I loved how they worked originally, right? Talking about diversity of options and being able to choose, in theory, in theory, like, Mm -hmm. I have a newbie tank who's really taking too much damage and doesn't know how to time their cooldowns. You know what? I'm going to bowl them. This person died. They have no mana. I'm going to give them a ewer. This, like... In theory, I love that. And I loved like setting them up, spreading them, using one boost, like having those decisions that you can make got me engaged with the class in a way that I, oh my gosh, I loved it. Because again, the idea of like what separates a class that you've just picked up and can play well enough to just do a thing and a class that you like, you just have learned so well that you can use it in a way that is so flexible and fluid and natural. And like, for me, that was Astrologian. And I could do it in raids. I could do it in anything. I could talk while I was playing it. It just didn't even matter to me because I got to the point where it was so reflexive. And I loved that. And then Shadowbringers. And then Shadowbringers. 
And I, the thing is that like, I can't honestly say, and like Zed, you can like get in on this. I please like, I can't honestly say that Astrologian is broken or it doesn't play well or it doesn't function because that's just not the case. It plays, people love it. It functions probably more consistently useful as far as end game goes. Like all those things I totally get, but I- fun. Yeah, I just don't like it the same way. It's not fun in the way the, the old cards were. And and I I personally haven't been keeping up with it. I've been playing white mage like you, so uh, I I don't know if if the cards are actually better. I assume um, because people aren't complaining about it, uh, they like having the more consistent damage output. But it was nice to ha- every now and then somebody dies. We don't have a bard this run. Whatever. Here's a ewer, buddy. You know, if it came up, uh, it was definitely more random. But it was also more intuitive. A card would come up and your brain was immediately like, this goes here. Whereas with this one, it's like, uh, I need a different symbol. Change it. Okay, cool. Did I miss a heal? I did. That's how I feel. <laughs> I mean, perhaps with more practice, yeah. uh, it would become much more intuitive. But I, I did not give it the amount of, of time to the point where I, it was comfortable to do that. It, it feels to, it felt to me much clunkier yeah it's definitely you can get fluid with it right i mean even learning the original asked cards you had to teach yourself you know to recognize the symbols but then i do agree that it you can tell that it was a system made to be different because Mm -hmm. the fact that the cards have different symbols but now they also have this sigil on the seal on them it's like why why even have the different cards anymore why does it not just proc as one or the like this is the because seal lore and this is <laughs> yeah. but you can tell that like just like tarot cards they were supposed to originally have different things that made them visually recognizable to you so my brain really did have a problem because i had learned like ah, this is the star and it does this crit thing because it's sparkling and here's the tree. Like a sturdy oak, it protects my tank. Like, that was fun <laughs> to me. But now it's like, ah, dang it. Tree was, is it went on a tank. That's melee. The seal, it, okay. Put it over this here. It doesn't mean anything. I'm going to look at my little, th- oh, it's purple. All right, cool. That's That's what, yeah. And it's like, um, you can set it up easily because like, depending on what you get, you can convert it into a card. So you can tell immediately whether or not it is melee or range, right? Like you can yeah. set it up, so you can see it, but it is, it's weird visually because if they had made the system from the get-go like that, we wouldn't even have the different icons on the cards. It would just be seals that pop, right? Like, Right, that would be easier. Yeah. Uh, Sockdraws in chat says that uh, as an Astro main, they feel like the, the new system is much more consistent. So there's a little confirmation for us there. But um, they, they, I guess they, they don't like, uh, they don't think that having the, the random cards come up is very helpful in an RNG situation already. Mm. But I guess maybe I personally kind of wasn't bothered by that because I did play Bard for so long and it it was just RNG 100% of the time all day, every day. Mm. (laughs) And condition. Well, plus yeah. you could flip cards and all sorts of stuff, right? Like, so yeah. there were ways. Of course, there there were cards that were useless. Like, oh, what what was the yellow one? It's fire. It's fire. Yeah, useless. Like, well, you <laughs> can you can burn it for other. Burn cards. it. Burn it for AOE. I don't even remember what like, it does or what it did. Uh, it TP. boosts TP. Oh right. Yeah. Like, mm. 
So we don't yeah. Have that anymore. Yeah. And we didn't even address that. We don't have TP yeah. anymore. No yeah. It's gone. Uh, yeah, so that was that was something. And I do agree that I think consistency-wise, gameplay-wise, it as far as how the players were using it and how the cards were balanced, right? Like mm -hmm. if bowl had been a more significant reduction, possibly it would have been more useful. If or you know, like there's all these different things where like I think they just got tired of having to individually balance all the cards. People use them for damage anyway. They were like, let's just streamline this. It makes it easier What's for people really to play and get into. Weird and interesting to me is part of the reason they added these other things in probably uh, part of the reason that they had these different things in the first system is because they didn't want the damage buff on Astro to be overpowered. Mm -hmm. And then in the new iteration, they were like, JK, everything's damage, whatever. So it makes you wonder across the other classes. Like we, we have all, all of this theory crafting about why they limit damage in certain places. Is that actually real? Because you definitely just took this other job and were like, screw it. Everything's damaged on that job. Yes. And then when you look at it, we're ta like talking about trade-offs or sacrifices with classes, right? Astrologian, although it is more finicky, like you absolutely have to learn more how to do this. But its damage can be just as on par, really pretty. You know, pr it's, it can do some good numbers if you're using everything. And you're also boosting the party. And you're also healing at the same potency, <laughs> and your shields are considerable enough that you can justify not bringing a scholar, and it can do heal over time. Like it's tough because I do think at this point, Astrologian feels like one of the classes they like. They want the healers, just like the tanks, to all be viable because they are a foundational role. But at the same time, Astro feels like it should be penalized in some way because of the stuff that it can do that can nullify other classes. Like, mm. and White Mage has held its own, but like poor Scholar. Scholar, Scholar's still good. You can absolutely play it. It does have good stuff that it brings to the table. None of that is like negated, right? But like Scholar really had shields and fairy. And For with some of time. the changes, yeah, like with some of yeah. the changes and things, it doesn't even necessarily have that damage niche anymore. So it's like- no. Uh, it, it did, they did over time uh yeah no it, but they they did give it a couple extra things like it has that crit buff it has yeah. that uh the thing where they can automatically have all of their uh shields be crits so that's mm -hmm. a little extra fun uh what is xcog xcog is amazing i it love that should ability. have been the bowl card i was gonna say this earlier xcogitation okay. should have been what bowl is it is seeing into the future and healing you right <laughs> then then the bowl card would have been cool you put it on a tank and then you don't oh hey it went off cool like i know why scholar has it i do and it's really cool i love it but that to me sounds like something that's more like tarot cards viewing this the seeing the future you know i don't know i i, I love the ability overtime scholar uh has definitely been given some really rocking abilities and they needed mm -hmm. them too because initially they didn't have crap their heels were awful, and if you were not uh, oh, like aware of the fight you were about to do, didn't have the shields up at the right time, or didn't have the bubble yeah. down at the right time, like you were screwed, you weren't helpful, and it wasn't even necessarily your fault. You have to learn the fight at some point. Yeah, so that's I how I always felt about Scholar. It an was, important it, note. It, it, mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, yeah, uh, it's the, the look into <laughs> the future healer. That yeah, it was it was difficult when you were learning. 
it's not it's not my preferred play style of healing at all and hats off to people who play scholar well quite honestly because mm-hmm. well, because i knew a lot mm-hmm. of black mages who also played scholar because they liked that there were like ways you could right. game the system to get like crit lows there were it was all about that strategy and planning and like trying to figure out how you were going to plot that so that you could literally just nullify everything like all these things that you could do and it I, I mean, I haven't played Scholar much this expansion, so I can't really talk. I can't talk about it that much, but um, it doesn't feel like it's the same at this point. Especially with them taking away, they took away what one, what two of the one of the dots. They took away some of the damage yeah. or possibility in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can eat your fairy like a yeah. I mean, there. That's good. Wow. <laughs> I don't um, even know if that's useful. I. Yeah, I I'm mean, sure it is. People, people eat right? their fairy all the time. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I know they do it, but at least once in the fight, or every once in a while. Yeah. Uh, but also, another thing I like about the new card system is how many times with the old card system did we have to wait to pull on a raid for our, you know, astrologer to flip a balance card? Just, you know, sit there mm-hmm. and wait and wait and wait and wait, just to get that all optimal card you, range so we can pull. Oh, can you imagine doing that ahead of the Shiva fight, which is like fifteen minutes long? Oh. You get yeah, that would be a disaster. It would be no. I like. I totally agree. But what also drives me crazy is that you can't. So we got that, which is good, right? Like, yes, you can a little bit. You obviously can just streamline straight into that as far as rating goes. But you can't play cards on people outside of combat anymore. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. And especially it, if you have not, uh, if you're not the one, you, you know exactly what I'm going to say. If you haven't engaged an actual like. Hitting the boss, hitting the the mob, or whatever. Even if you've, you've like healed somebody, you might not be engaged in the fight. It doesn't count if you put the card on them after a heal. You have to yeah. have engaged in the actual fight. What right. is this? And you lose your seal, and you lose it. It because part <laughs> of <laughs> <laughs> what I loved about old Astrologian was that I never had to stop doing something. Like that's what I loved. When we were running between mobs or between bosses or between whatever, I was flipping cards. I was strategizing. I knew I was like, oh, yeah, I know we've got this big pull coming up. Uh I'm going to put this in there. I'm going to get ready as we round the corner. I'm going to hit him with that. I'm going to go like and that like I loved being able to do that. And it's so like it's this extra weird hiccup. Like if they even just took it so that, you know, you can just play cards and people outside of combat now. Like I would just love that because even with the seals, I can start getting into that flow again. But so many times when I was learning it, you know, I wouldn't be in combat or somebody, the tank just wouldn't have hit or something. And like, I'd put a card on and I'm like, where is the seal that I just lined up? Yep. It's, it's lost. And all the abilities I had ready, just screw them. Screw them. Gone. Bad. Bye-bye. It's bad. Like, yeah. But neutral sect is great. So there's that. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, that's good. Uh, but yep. I do have to take a second to talk about the disaster that was White Mage Lilies at release. Oh yeah, <laughs> yes, mm-hmm. that happened. <laughs> because we we talked about the job gauges mm-hmm. being a thing that got cosmetically introduced to the game. That then they felt the need to introduce some kind of mechanic for. <sighs> and I think out of all the classes, not a one of them was as absolutely nonsensical as the White Mage Lilies at release. And this is actually what, this is part of what drove me to swap to Astrologian like full time 
um, with, I guess it was the release of Stormblood or it was in Stormblood. Yeah. 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 So. yeah. 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 And it was like the absolute, the absolute opposite of what you do when you play white mage at higher levels, <laughs> because initially, and you're going to have to help me remember this because I tried to wipe it from my memory. Initially, didn't you have to use like one of your slow single target heals? Like you had to use one of them to proc one of the lilies or something. And then like you could consume, this was such a, it was so backwards. You could consume all of the lilies to put the shield venison on, which would have no effect whatsoever scaling wise, whether you used one lily or three lilies and it would automatically use however many lilies that you had, you could then put a shield on and you got no return for using more or less. Then we had the whole, oh, the, I, I recognize them. I lose the names and I recognize them by where I have them key bound at this point. But the, um, oh, the buff that makes your healing potency do more using uh, certain abilities. It's like a prayer or it's uh you tag everybody with a confession. Thank oh, you. Oh yeah. Confession. Yeah. 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 I'm like, cause it didn't make that. any sense. <laughs> yes. Confession. Oh, so my God. confession stacks would then proc on party members, but they had the shortest, like they just would vanish. So like you're healing the most you're healing, which would then put confession stacks on, but then they would vanish before you actually needed to heal anybody again, thus nullifying the entire point of the confession stacks. Like it, yeah. it was such a mess. And I, I was just going like, why are you doing this? Like everybody knows you play white mage. You don't want to use those big, heavy cost, slow cast heals. Like you want to use whatever you have that's instantaneous, like Tetra and a size. Like and free. Yes, and and free. And then you're consuming these lilies because you think in your mind you're like, I should be trying to get these stacks. I should be trying to use these lilies because this seems to be the momentum mm. of the class that's been built. But it actually hurts you, and it doesn't help. And it doesn't matter how many you use or have or don't have. So, like, eventually I just stopped even looking at the lilies and I just didn't even pay attention to them because they didn't matter and they made no difference. So, like, it's so much better in Shadowbringers. It's so fun. I have really fallen in love with White Mage again. It's like the end of this whole journey mm -hmm. because even though it's still a very straightforward class, it feels powerful and nothing feels as good as firing off that blood lily and having our black mage a sharply dressed man go oh my god you just got the hardest hit of the fight and i'm like, mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like I mean, it's so good it's to the point where i think uh our white mage in that ad phase just erases that first yeah, stone yeah just erases yeah. it like the first ad has a stone skin that it will cast eventually so you have to interrupt it unless you nuke it from orbit as a white mage <laughs> and i mean you know from time to time i think it's monty and i actually who have to go over and hit it like twice three times like i think we hit three yeah. times doing my dances it's like oh i just yeah. hit everything and everything yeah. I, I mean on, on anything you see that thing cast in like stones yeah. and you're like not today <laughs> no <laughs> Yeah, it's just, it's great because I think, you know, our white mage really, I mean, she absolutely hates it when it's not up or she had to use it or something weird happened or, you know, like something crazy. But when she gets to press that button, I can hear the maniacal laughter. <laughs> it, it always feels so good when you're able to get like timing on something in a fight. Like, yes, just right. Yes, it was. It's just so satisfying and it feels good. Like. 
being able to sort of time out those lilies and know when you're going to be able, like, I don't have to use this heal. I can focus on this. I can do that. I can do this on the move. Like, it really, I think, has addressed so many of the things for so long with White Mage from its mobility to now we just don't even worry about mana. And honestly, I think they could, like, I, thin air mm -hmm. is so difficult for me because I don't want them to pry it out of my hands. So help me. But at the same time, I do feel really bad that like we have this just freebie and both of the other healers don't, which is very weird. And you almost don't need it because so much of what you have now is absolutely free and hard hitting. Free at as far as heals. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's free. It's off the global cooldown. It's instantaneous. Like it's ridiculous. So do we really need thin air? Probably not. But um, <laughs> All of that I stuff. Want it. I still want it. I don't yeah. want you to take it from me though, but is it maybe unnecessary? Yes. yes. <laughs> I, I find myself, because uh, I don't I don't heal raid, I just heal dungeons. I find myself in dungeons being like, I wish people would take more damage so that it would prompt me to use the lilies more so I would get my blood mm. lily more often. Mm. Yeah. I do I do find like I'm just healing or I'm not healing because it's a dungeon. I'm like, here's a medica, time to do some damage. And then I look up and I have three lilies just chilling there. I'm like, ah, oh, I could have turned that into hurt and pain. Why haven't I used these? That's where overhealing becomes your best friend. You <laughs> I overheal with the now. I mean, yeah, but like all of White Mage is overhealing yeah. at this point. Yeah. To be completely honest, like you use a size on cooldown, doesn't matter if you need it or not. Maybe you hold it a little bit for something, but like you still go for it. I use those lilies on people who've barely taken any damage all the time because I want that blood lily for the AoE. Like mm -hmm. it's it's just it feels really good to play right now. But I also think that it hasn't like completely nullified the other healers per se, even if it could take, I think it could take some nerfs and still be fine, right? Mm -hmm. Like um it's it's interesting and it's been fun. Um trying to think oh and the wings are fun those mm -hmm. are good too because again like when we were getting into stormblood we got the gauge but we didn't really get a whole bunch else and i remember being so disappointed when everybody else got these like sparkly abilities and i was like well i did some stones i see and there's lilies but they don't seem to do much and that was like the whole feedback and yeah. then we got pretty much everything that i think white mages have been wanting in Shadowbringers um to be able to like hit hard and heal hard um even if you are a little bit less mobile or you know you just have a less interesting rotation um to get wingies because everybody was like yeah give us some sort of thing where we get wings like in the dungeon when you pop that palm in in uh oh what is it the the angelic elf from oh dead yeah, palm yeah. of oh i don't know palm of something but everybody was like why not give white mages something like that where they yeah. can go special stance or something um so that was those were all good changes and it brought me back to white mage which i was i was excited about I feel like the healers are just shoving you around like this one's bad right now go this way this one's Perfect. bad right now <laughs> yeah. so Palmer we Frank. gotta talk about cleric stance we gotta mm. specifically uh yes oh cleric stance <laughs> i definitely um i used it because you should back in the day but I, I, like you were talking about earlier, I would click it and it wouldn't get clicked. And I'm trying to heal somebody and it's not going off. And I'm like, why are they dying? Oh my God. Look down. Hell, hit the button again. And at this point in time, they're very, very close to dead. You know, and it's just mm -hmm. like. I will, I will never forget being at E3 
Um, I forget which year it was. It was the year they had the Leviathan fight. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was it was a weird hybrid fight because it wasn't extreme, but the railings yeah. did drop. Yeah. Um, and I can remember playing as some kind of healer because this is you know not a lot of people were playing fourteen at that. It was still ramping up a little bit, uh, and I'm like, I kind of know healing. We need healers. I will play a healer. Okay. Uh, halfway through the fight, one of the staffers comes over. Hey, uh, you have cleric stance on. Oh! Wasn't on the hot bar. So, <laughs> I don't know when somebody had enabled it, but I'm just thinking, somebody probably was like just planning like this long con, massive <laughs> troll for this yeah. healer. And just turned it on and then took it off the hot bar. Oh, man. <laughs> that's the worst thing I've ever heard. Oh, oh that was terrible. It was terrible. Yeah. Yeah. They had a really bad win rate on that the first day. Yeah. Oh, man. You know, Cleric Stance, to me, I it feels like one of the, the I don't know, one of the biggest pins to pop the Scholar Bubble. Just because of the way that dot classes work in, in, in other games, in some other games, they don't snapshot as they do here. So basically, when you have all your, your buffs up and you cast your dot, it'll stay at that level the whole time that it's up, which is why you try and put them on under those. Cleric Stance was the force multiplier for Scholar, and now it's gone, and you have nothing. And like removing that re- reduces their damage by so much. Because that's why they had so much. Because you can move, you could have your dot up, you could heal, you have your dot up, right? But they didn't give it back to them in any way. And it's just weird to me. I don't understand. Because it, it affects everyone. Like, White Mage has dots. Astrologian has dots. Scholar had two of them, right? Like, all of a, it's all of a sudden gone. And now they only have one, so who knows? But, yeah, like, Cleric Stance, I remember hearing all the Scholars just so upset. Yeah. It's an easy fix. Just give them give them a new move. Mm-hmm. We'll call it uh, bookmark, and that'll let you. <laughs> That's cute. That is actually kind of cute, I, though. Yeah. I was trying. To, I was trying to, you know, books. What can we? What can we do? Turn to this page in order to to crit your dot or something. There you go. Done. That is. Like you put your healing on bookmark. Hold. Here's the bookmark. And then you just hit people with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, okay. Book yeah. drops are a thing. That's a good point, though, because I think that a lot of the other healers have had a lot of stuff added to them mm-hmm. or, like, changed and enhanced about their sort of uh, fundamental mechanics and how they work. Whereas Scholar has really had, I think, I could be wrong, but I think more taken away from them than they've actually had given to them that's new, It's yeah. it seems like. And even if some of those things were that universal right. losses, like Cleric Stance, mm-hmm. It is a little bit strange to me. I mean, I can understand the idea. Here again, we get this whole argument about like healers. Should they only heal? Which Mm -hmm. in Final Fantasy XIV, I feel pretty confident saying no. Yeah. But, you know, people have different (laughs) opinions on it. And the idea of having a healer that is more DPS oriented than the others and isn't just providing support in it's actually contributing its own numbers I'm sure that they have held, they've kept back from because they don't necessarily want it to become the meta again, right? Mm-hmm. But we see that same design mentality 
in basically every other category. Like we were talking about, like machinist mm -hmm. is the damage, but no other, you know? It, and so it's weird to me because in theory, Scholar originally was supposed to be, it seems like the shield healer. But again, because Astrologian does what it does well enough that it can make the difference with its shields, Scholar has kind of lost out on that, you know? what else makes scholar really strong well we've got the passive fairy heal we've got x we've got these other things sure but it's it's not like you need to have one it's not like there's something that sets it apart and it's not like their own personal damage contribution with dots mm -hmm. and things like that would be enough that it would make them compensate um I, it's yeah it's just interesting i don't know what else they could really do other than doing synergies which they also don't want to do right? right we're like the fairy, the mega fairy you can get now boosts everybody's healing kind of like Phoenix or I don't know. It's it's just it seems like it's in a weird place for Scholar right now. Not bad, but just not like yeah. excelling I in anything. Personally feel like they it's kind of an even exchange for Scholar. I feel like they did take a lot of that DPS away, but they gave it a number of really solid healing abilities. So I, I think it's kind of even. And uh, you can tell me if this has ever happened to you, Rook, but I know our healer in uh, Heaven's Word, our white mage in Heaven's Word, would get very frustrated with our scholar because they did not help at all at sometimes. Like when she needed it, when she asked for it, and they were mm -hmm. like, I'm too busy. Here's some damage. Has this happened to you? <laughs> yes, but I might be a terrible human because to me, I, was like, <laughs> I have all these heals that I overheal on all the time with mm. white so it was like the perfect compliment. You know what I mean? Right. Like, oh, well, yeah, you didn't mind so much. I guess it's tough now. I mean, Blood Lily, again, is not really something that takes much time out of my casts or anything, right? right? Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, I don't know. It could have been it, a time and place thing. It was yeah. when Scholar was the heavy hitter. So, so like, even an extra yeah. heal sometimes DPS from green, that green. Scholar. Yes. Yeah, yeah. would have been. DPS greed yeah. is a real thing and it does happen. And yes, I definitely had moments where it was more like, oh, I don't feel like we're sharing this evenly. But usually when I was able to adjust, I was like, oh, that's fine. As long as everybody knows that I'm the one that's mostly healing us, then that's fine with me. Yes. Unless people are dying and then it's not fine anymore. <laughs> yeah. It's not fine. Yeah. Then it's not okay. <laughs> like, yeah, that's, that, that your is... DPS is so good until you're dead and so are we. I mean, that's the that's problem with the way that groups are made in general in MMOs. More healing doesn't help you. More enmity doesn't help you. You already have it. More DPS only ever helps, period. Unless you're trying not, you know, unless you're doing something like from long ago that you might burn through a phase and then die horribly because you killed it too quickly. And like that, that lends to the mindset of everybody has to do more DPS because it's the only thing that actually helps because the rest is wasted. It's like, how do I don't, I don't know how to fix that one. Right. I, just, I, I, I think a lot of these issues, um, the the kind of big, broad sense, I mean, especially from from somebody that that played, you know, 11 for a million years, mm -hmm. um, the way that fights are made in 14 are that it's what you need to do is very specific. You need to do this for these, you know, uh, mechanics. Uh, in fourteen or in eleven, I can yeah. remember going up to Sky Farm and Kieran, and we would just kite it around for four hours because that's whatever. Like you could, mm -hmm. you know, cheese it and do whatever you wanted, and and still come out 
you know, victorious against it. But in, in 14, yeah. you need to do this, you need to do this, and you need to do this. And there really isn't that uh, room for, like, experimentation with, with mechanics and with, you know, abilities. You know, talking about, like, Astrologian and stuff, where, you know, all these abilities are really situational. But there's there there's not a lot of situations given necessarily mm-hmm. where you even have the option of situational tools. Right. So you know I, I don't know that that's something that they'll ev- ever be able to change with the way that the game is right now, and you know considering how far along we are in it right now. Yeah. Um, well, but yeah, I, I think, think they could re-add that with like we were talking about it earlier. Those specific mechanics for for different players, it it makes the fight a little bit more like uh oh. Is this going to go wrong? <laughs> Makes the fight more. Uh oh! But that's yeah. what we're kind of looking for, right? That that yeah that that hairline uh, situation. Like, could it be bad? Oh no! I'm watching. Here's my very specific ability. Okay. You, you want to have? Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was no. You know what? You go ahead. <laughs> I was just going to say, like, you want those moments of glory, right? You yeah. want those moments where you go, "I have the exact thing for this, and this will save the world." Like. Raising. I hate it as a summoner. I I hate it. I don't look at your HP. I don't look at my HP. The only reason I know someone's dead is if someone goes, uh-oh. Right? And I'm serious. <laughs> right? If I don't hear that, I don't raise. So if, if I don't raise, it's not because I'm not going to. It's because I, I don't know. I don't looking, I'm not looking at you. But it's like, that's my moment of glory, though. Because, you know, we were doing, like, remove last week. And it's like, oh, both the healers died. They they died at the same time, and I'm like, and, and oh, you're, I'm and you're like, all right, this. let me just let me grab my superhero cape here. Right. I got this. <laughs> right, it's you want to have it. It feels good, you know. Like you got to have those moments of glory. You have to have those lilies that'll blow up that ad. That'll help, you know. Like you got to have those things, and some classes just don't have enough. Yeah, uh, and I, it's, I don't. It yeah. is a balance, and it's it's a trade, right? Because mm-hmm. on one hand, if you have a lot of stuff that is kind of reflexive or mm-hmm. um, situational or like those sorts of things. Sure. Then there are times where we get into these problems of, well, you have to bring X class to do this thing. People might be gated out. People might not know other classes. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, you get this uh, mentality around, you know, DPS and all the stuff that we were talking about there where, you know, you're kind of trying to give multiple options to a class, but maybe they are failing in their anchor point, like healing and tanking because they're so focused on doing this thing that they're going to be focused on doing. Right. Um, so by making it a little more uniform, by taking away some options, you do make it so that the fights and things can be more fine-tuned, more precise. You can go in and you can get in there with the party and you can make it happen no matter what you like playing or don't like playing, which I really appreciate because I think that 14's fights are so fun. Like mm-hmm. I love, I love having that extremely technical strategic fight that you're planning and you're, you know, getting together. But I think we do sometimes lose that element of surprise or that hero moment, like you were saying, where a class could shine because you chose that class. Mm -hmm. And there have been times where they like push it a little bit, like Shinryu X, the phase where the healers have to heal the ads. I love that because that is an example of a mechanic that is not DPS specific to push you through a phase, right? So like you have to have something else to use to get through it. Or, you know, other things like we talked about in Rothalos, like having a phase of a boss where it's not about the raw damage that you do that then pushes him to a point to fall. It's about how many consecutive rapid fire strikes you get on him, which is really a neat way to say like, hey, um, 
even on like Astrologian, oh my gosh, when you could use light speed and you're just like, ding, ding, yeah. ding, 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 ding. Mm -hmm. and then he falls out and you're like, I helped. And it feels really good, you know, or like you're that bard and you're like, I don't have to stop for days. And you just go in and then he falls. Like, that's awesome. And I'd love to see them not be afraid to do a little more of that, right? Mm -hmm. Like have those moments where a certain type of class could shine. Because when it comes down to it, especially in end game, maybe more so than the rest of the game, players are likely to have played different classes. They're likely to have different things in their kit, depending on meta or, you know, whatever it is that they just are feeling or, you know, what they need for their static or, or whatever it is. So like, give, give us a reason to maybe let some of those other classes shine where we can, because yeah. I do think you can still make it even, but still have classes that are unique. I don't envy them the challenge, but I think mm -hmm. you can do it. <laughs> yeah, I mean... You know, there's so many abilities that you're like, oh, when I when would anyone ever use that? I mean, you can ask probably any caster, like Adel, you press it. You know, like it helps the healers. Give me more of those things. I loved mana shift when it was a thing. That's why I thought of it because yeah, hey, I see that mana is a problem for other healers. Hey, I'll give you some. There you go. I'll pop loose it on myself and get it back. I loved that. That was really cool. And I in turn liked noticing when he did that and popping refresh right exactly <laughs> yes yeah or even if there Run were mechanics that like you know you need to have like this person in the party needs to have a shield not just because of the damage they're going to take but because of something in the fight like you need to have like a shield or the boss's theme or just creating these opportunities where like we can answer them in ways other than just raw dps gosh even using something like rescue or sleep or Having like having to systematically choose like we have to sleep this ad, we need to get this ad out, we need to do like having something where you're actually having to come up with a strategy to sort of deal with or CC or whatever it is um, mm -hmm. that makes more use of those kits. Because when we talk about mm -hmm. abilities that are useless in a game, it's typically because there's just yeah. nothing in the game that uses them. Yes. It's right. That's it's so it's really cool. interesting. We, we keep talking to. about this, and I'm they gave it several back to us. Several mm -hmm. times today, I've thought, why do we still have sleep? Yeah. Like, they, right? Astro didn't, I talked about this before, Astro didn't have sleep. And when I did the healing quest, and they were like, sleep this, I was like, but I'm an Astro. I have <laughs> sleep now as an Astro. Yeah. Why did you give that back to them if they don't That's... need it? And, and what are we using it for? Like, mechanically, nothing. Like It would have been any... cool on the Shiva ad phase, but... Yes! Like, you have hmm. to, you can only sleep one of them as opposed to having to stun it or something um terrell says eureka which is true early on in eureka okay. when people would yeah. overplay mobs or like sure. one would be chasing me i would sleep but again we don't usually see ads in dungeons that are on the level of difficulty or punishment mm -hmm. of like eureka mobs which give it to me i'd be so down like I used to, and I still, you know, when Fluid Aura had the knockback, right? Mm -hmm. um, and I would be running with Sprouts and a tank would get overwhelmed because somebody accidentally pulled too much or whatever. I would Fluid Aura and add out and sleep them away from the party so that nobody could hit it. Like doing those things also gives you choices and options, but we just haven't seen, they decided not to cater the content that way. And mm -hmm. thus we've lost a lot of those abilities. And but it's, I it's it. yeah. Yeah. It's it's interesting too because I mean you don't want to necessarily have those fights where you need this job right, but then you do have 
especially like Eureka, because Eureka, like, yeah, some of the the like the the NMs might have some mechanics, right? But it's mm-hmm. nothing like super crazy. Uh, and I think Eureka is uh, thinking about it, it. It really is more like eleven than I think people yeah. may have originally thought, just because of the way that the battles are handled. Sleep does come in handy, you know, all these other things that aren't a specific mechanic in all these other, you know, in trials and raids, you can kind of use them here and, and make them work. Um, and that's, you know, that's kind of nice mm-hmm. to be able to, to break away from that mold of, okay, you need to take this tether over here. You need to go stand in this thing. It's, Oh, those guys are over there. Could you like sleep them or something? I have that ability. I can do that. Like, so it's, it's nice to have that. And I'm really curious to see, uh, how how Boja is gonna be right. when that comes out? Just because of that idea. Yeah, I you know the only place that I can think of having to strategize who's gonna do what is Shiva's ad face, because yep. you've been split into two groups and now you don't mm-hmm. have as many as you normally would. So now it's really the four people who are stuck there. You have to stop these ads from getting in the middle. You also you have to make kill them. Work. You, you know this them. one. Yeah. You couldn't. Uh bind them and you these reflect damage yes. you know and so these reflect damage so as you know like as a summoner i'm like okay cool that's cool i can't blow them up because i will die so i'll blow those up or you know this thing's gonna live long that's the only one i'll put my dots on giving you those reasons to think about and to do your rotation in a different way i mean it screws me completely i hate that part <laughs> for yeah. the rest of the fight Oh my goodness, does that suck? But thankfully, there's a 25 minute cutscene right after. Yeah. Every time. So you right. basically reopen right after that. So I, it, it, I don't know. They, they need to look for more of that. Because in Alexander, I can remember so many times where there's so many things that I was like, I'll never use that. I'm like, oh crap, I should use that. Or, you know, that is really important to do mantra right now because, uh, you know, we're running away from a ball or something. You know, like some of those crazy parts of Alexander. That really pushed us. I love Alexander. And it sounds to me like raiding was, because I was not raiding at that time, Mm -hmm. but I've heard many of the stories. I was just getting into Extreme Primals and things. Um, Alexander is so wacky and so fun. And it was a static breaker in like many spots. And the balance of classes at that time was a complete disaster. Like, um, (laughs) but, but it is creative right? Like, you don't know what you're getting when you step into different portions of that. And Mm -hmm. while I totally understand moving to a more, you know, streamlined Mm -hmm. format, it makes it easier for production, it makes it easier for people to have a general idea of, like, how a fight is going to go and how a tier is going to go, I do miss, like, going in with these classes and being like, oh, this time we're on a grate and there's lava, but there, and you, some... Oh god, we died. Somebody get that one and drag it into the lava. See what happens. Like <laughs> right. fun. And I really, I really would love to see talking about like class evolutions and things. I mean, I think we are in such a better place balance-wise, yes. all of our classes. Seeing something creative that like tests the community on how they approach and think about the game and the skills that they use to engage with most of that content or like the logic that we use that we just you know kind of hone and fine tune so that the more you go into those fights you're like oh yeah this is like that that's like that that's like that from that boss and this one and you're like oh great we'll just do x strategy you know i want something again that makes us go what (laughs) for like (laughs) two seconds where we're like this is not what i thought how do we now like 
What do we have? What could address this? What answers this question? And we've seen a few of those moments and ultimates and things and mm -hmm. um, they're there, but I'm hoping we get to see more now that the game is maybe a little more steady with our classes. Mm -hmm. I kind of wish we had um, like some trash mobs in raid dungeons. Yeah. Like in our savage raids. Not much. I remember. Like, you know, trash it takes mobs. 30 minutes oh, to yeah. go to, yeah, you know, to not get to the boss, trash. but something like, you know, a couple, a couple pulls, something that the tanks have to, you know, pull ads apart or, you know, something just, we're not, okay. Let's zone in. Oh, hey, here's the boss, you know? Yeah. I, I'd like to like have like a little scenery of getting there or something. Have a walk of death when you... <laughs> yeah. Give me the slide into what whatever Alexander that was. Where you yeah. had to get in, you had to slide down, but do stuff during it. We got duty actions. Let me do a, yeah. <laughs> Let me do a kickflip while I'm sliding down. It's fine. <laughs> there you go. All right. I we, so I think... We did it. That, yeah, yeah, that was that was went way longer than I thought it would. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure like, there yeah, this will probably be a shorter episode. Over, but... It'll be fine. Yeah, there's a lot there. <laughs> Especially with covering uh, all of the classes. Yeah. Right, I'm like looking at the clock as we're going. I'm like, right, that's one. That's one <laughs> yeah. down. How many more do we have? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Turns out there's been a lot of changes with a lot of classes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, so uh, before we go here, uh, this month we've been talking about uh, a couple of uh, charities that Gamer Escape has been uh, giving to this month. Uh, Michelle, you want to, Zanidra, you want to take that? I got it. So you guys, as you know, America needs a boost toward being a better country for all. And if you'd like to help but you don't know where to start, uh, we'd like to suggest the Bail Project and the Trophy Project, as we have been doing for the past couple weeks. You can see them on a slide if you can't see them um, because you're listening. <laughs> it is bailproject.org and thetrevorproject.org. Bail Project provides bail to incarcerated people that don't have the funds to do it themselves because being stuck in prison and unable to perform functions of daily life while waiting for literal months to go to trial can absolutely screw over your life. Uh, even if you do eventually have an instant verdict. And the Trevor Project is the world's largest suicide prevention and crisis intervention organization for LGBTQ plus uh, young people. They provide 24-7 life-saving support via phone, text, and chat. Um, finally, please also remember that even after these issues fall out of top news, they're still around. They're not just gone. So uh, keep an eye on that. Watch out for everybody around you. And hopefully we can uh, give America that boost that it needs. As a little footnote. And, oh, yeah. yeah. A little footnote. The Bail Project is specifically for protesters or mm -hmm. um, activists who are working um, with the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, and there are different regional uh, city like versions of it or um, branches of it that you can also contribute to directly if you'd like to support the efforts in your own personal city. Mm. Yep. There are also uh, um, projects beyond the Bail Project that don't deal with just this, they deal with other things like. Uh, people who've been incarcerated by ice so mm -hmm. if that's something that's near and dear to your heart then look yeah. into that these as well. are these are only only two uh these are the ones that we've given to um uh, and so you know if there's something a little more uh focused that you want to focus i mean there's a lot of of different things out there right now so uh definitely uh you know take a look and uh you know help where you can uh rook i know you've been doing stuff for trevor project uh this this month i know 
Uh, you hit your first goal like in what ten minutes or something when you started this. Uh, I saw you raised your goal again the other day. How has that been going for you? It's good. We cracked three thousand. We're working towards three thousand five hundred, and our team overall, uh, Rainbow Arcade, uh, some of whom were guests on our Pride Month episode, um, has cracked now over forty thousand dollars together for wow. the Trevor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's insane. So- twice what you had last week, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, really it's totally crazy. Wow. Yeah. I was actually I was watching uh Angel um a little bit after that. I didn't this that was his first podcast he's ever been on. I don't I know, know if you knew I that. that. Yeah, 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 he was so excited. That was awesome. I thought that was such a great episode. I've been I've been away I've like June for IRL, even without E3 this year. Like I have my wedding anniversary, <laughs> I have my birthday, so that's why I haven't been around. Uh did end up tuning in though uh for for that episode uh for the LGBTQ plus episode. Amazing job. I just I don't want to say I I thought we, everybody that we had on was amazing. The discussion was fantastic. Uh so thank you for that. If you haven't seen that yet, please go do that. Uh this is what is this episode 170? So that was 168. Uh make sure to uh to go check that out for sure. Um before we close out here, Monty, we want to thank you for joining us today. Do you have any shout outs that you'd like to give? Uh, nope. <laughs> Tell us where we can find you. Oh, oh that's easy. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, it's Monty Mustache, not after the streamer person, but um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's uh, this or no, actually, I think Twitter is Monty412. Mm-hmm. Yeah, either way, uh, Twitch is Monty Mustache, and I, I, stream late night games generally when everybody's asleep in my house so i have time to not <laughs> have people screaming or hear the tv because you know that's always fun um <laughs> but yeah i just play old games play new games now i just started doing the last of us 2 last night so i plan on doing that until i finish it it's all about all i got okay all right uh if you want you can email us, aetheritradio gamerscape.com. You can tweet at us uh, at aetheritradio at gamerscape. You can also follow us on uh, Facebook, gamerscape, discord, uh, discord.gg slash gamerscape. Uh, questions, comments, anything like that that you got, send them on over. And uh, that will do it for us here uh, this week. Uh, and uh, we will see you guys next time. Thank you very much. Bye. 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 Thank you.